Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the the Wild Wild West. Apparently, what the fuck was that intro? Um, but welcome back to the Players Club, uh, episode number ninety six. We are on right now, uh, tiptoeing ever so closer to that episode one hundred. It's gonna be a wild ride until then. But in the meantime, we got a gaggle of two. Gall- gallant guess is what I was going for, but I don't know. Gallant is the word that's appropriate for here. But first off, I'm joined today by the one, the only. You know them, you love them. Alan Muir, how's it going, homie? I just love a gaggle. <laughs> gaggle is just a, it's a fun word. It has a good mouthfeel. What do you call humans? An infestation. <laughs> that, that, I just stole that joke from uh, Team Four Star from Dragon Ball Z first. Uh, well, hey, it worked on me. It's, at least I didn't call y'all a murder of humans. <laughs> like crows. In Boom, send to, to throw this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But in any case, good to have you on this episode again. And uh, I am also joined here by the one, the only. You also know him. You also love him. And it's been a minute since he's been on with the newly and improved, well, voice ain't at 100%, but it's at a good, like, 87. So welcome back. Graden Webb, how you doing, homie? I gotta say, I love how you made the word gallant out of <laughs> out of gallant, a word for brave, and Thanks. galleon, which is a pirate ship. <laughs> Look here, man. I See, here, I, I didn't know yeah. that. I, I had no idea that any of that. So thank you, Graden. I learned something. <laughs> You're thank welcome, you. my gallant galleon. <laughs> Look it's here, great to climb aboard. <laughs> I am glad to hear it. I straight up thought because the word I was thinking of was gallant. I just said it wrong and fucked around and combined a new word I didn't even know existed. So, so thank you for pointing that out. And that is a problem where I have so many words in my head, but I rarely ever. There are some words where I've only seen them written down, and there are some words where I've only heard them said out loud. So I either write them wrong or say them wrong. And here I am. <laughs> on the other side of that mistake but uh yeah thank you for that for that cleanup we're gonna act like i knew that in the entire time for the rest of the show we will never reference this mistake again but in any case um as far as topic of the show goes today uh we are going to be talking about uh the indie highlights of pax we got graden here because he was able to uh is it is it pax east west PAX, I believe it's- um, pax east in good old boston massachusetts okay. Yeah, east. Yeah, I was like, I was like, can't be west, right? Because you're not on that side anyway. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna talk about some of the favorite indies that you saw over at PAX West, and you know, maybe sprinkle in here there's some other indies that we highly recommend to folks. So uh, look out for that in the in the topic of the show that we're gonna start here in just a second. And of course, we're gonna be talking about what we've been playing towards the back half of the show. But uh, let's go ahead and kick right into it, uh, like a Philip DeFranco intro, apparently. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and start with this topic: uh, indie games at PAX. Uh, please, graded. First off, before we even get to the game specifically, how was PAX overall? Like, I know, I know you come back with a different voice, but uh, other than that, uh, how'd you enjoy it? Was it, you know, was the vibe different? I know it's been one hell of a year since they've had PAX. Yeah. Um. So. I uh, I had COVID the week prior. I did not bring COVID to PAX. If you got COVID at PAX, you did not get it from me. Um, and uh, let's not do the GDC thing where that one girl was like, "Sorry, I gave it to all y'all." <laughs> and it's yeah, it. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Green mentioned um, 
I asked, I just asked like how, how it was like how the process is at PAX for people like with COVID and everything. And Grand was like, or I'm not going to say exactly because I don't want to put them on blast, but I just thought, wow, that is not that you, sh you need to do. That's not a good way. You need to, you need to enforce that shit. Yeah. They have yeah. the rules, but don't necessarily enforce them. So people can just slide through. Yeah. TBH, it was not the best. Um, but it's weird because the last thing kind of that I did in 2020 was go to PAX East. Um, they had it the year that COVID began and <clears throat> there were people with masks. I don't think, I mean, we didn't know it was, it was before March, March 4th, March 12th, what we here at VGU like to call the hankering. <laughs> when... We call it that? <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> we talked about it on some podcasts at one point. Probably win or something. <laughs> I... yeah, it, it, was, it had to have been win because that is definitely something that me, Graydon, and Raul have probably talked about. <laughs> I have referred to it as the, it may have been uh, our game of the year thing but yeah actually i think it was game of the year <laughs> it was uh oh crap i just lost my whole list <laughs> i'm a mess um but yeah the the hankering being when though i don't know if march 12th was when tom hanks got covid but it oh, was yeah that it, okay. yeah it, it was, was the day tom hanks got covid and they canceled the entire nba season and, and like and <laughs> Yeah, that's when everything stopped and everybody was like, oh, shit, this is real. And that's because I was working at Kroger that day and there was a fucking line around the whole store. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. I think it was the Friday. My sister came home to find that she was going to have a long weekend. And little did she know. March 11th. <laughs> March 11th. Yeah, that's the day. Good okay. <laughs> In well, infamy. <laughs> Pax East was before that and there were some people wearing masks but we weren't told to yet because we didn't know about this yet and mm -hmm. uh that one that one was kind of weird because PlayStation had pulled out like kind of last minute yeah and, I remember that big yeah deal. and it was a big thing and and weirdly I heard a news story this year that PlayStation PlayStation set off like a uh, big security alert at Logan Airport this year, but PlayStation wasn't at PAX East this year, so I don't know. Oh, I don't I think know. I, I, think I, know, I think I know what this is. What this? What, you're, what this is all about? Um, Please enlighten me. Are you talking about the thing that like something that Sony was associated with, or the thing that they had to call in like a bomb threat or something? I think the yeah. bomb threat. Okay, no. yeah, yeah, I know that one, but you can go ahead and tell yeah. the story. Okay, so some th this person sh is taking their their stuff with them to whatever, as you do with at airports, and they thought it was assumed that an item was a explosive device, and turns out it was actually a very deep Fubar uh, PS4. Or PS, yeah, I think PS4. Yeah, just a really fucked up looking one. Oh, like, yeah, like no, no, like probably the I probably probably could have happened to me if I if I had the the gall to bring my PS4 with me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must have just been one that was either heavily modified or just like stripped down to just a motherboard, so it's unrecognizable as a console. 
So, yeah, they had a cult. There was a bomb threat called. So maybe Sony itself wasn't involved, but like, shit, that made some negative headlines for PlayStation that day. <laughs> yes. Hey, well, you know what to say. There's no such thing as bad PR. Yeah. I mean, hey, they'll use it in the commercials now. PlayStation 5, it's the bomb. Uh, anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, play- God. PlayStation, it's a bomb. Get down. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin Butler what? in tactical gear. Uh, anyway. no, Kevin Butler sent to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Butler in handcuffs. Well, actually, they already like had a lawsuit against them from playing the Wii in that one commercial. So, you know. How dare he? I'm so confused. <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. Sh- it's not worth deciphering. <laughs> okay. So this year's packs um was <laughs> it was all right. It felt a bit smaller. Um it felt kind of low key, but in a good way. Um I didn't love the fact that <laughs> It was a large, so the tabletop side was very big this year, which was surprising. Lots of like, I heard, n- I heard there are a lot of furries there. Um, <laughs> G4 no, I didn't yeah, yeah. see a lot of furries. Oh, wow, maybe I was there on the wrong days. Kasim lied. <laughs> I, hey. oh, god, yeah, Grant, you need to track down that, um, that, that attack of the show bit where Kasim G is at PAX East. And it's just pure. It's just comedy gold. Okay, I will look for it. It's a great vid. I'll find it and I'll send it. I'll send it since you're gonna be the you're gonna be carrying this episode. (laughs) I did at one point. I left the bathroom and I saw a person in a fox costume with their fox head, like one of those intricately designed furry heads, on the ground next to them, and they had a um uh helium shield. Is a Hylian? Helian? Oh, Hyrule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zelda. And um, I was like, oh, okay, that's Tunic. <laughs> like, that's a Tunic cosplay. <laughs> and it's it's smart. But then I did see, like, one actual furry. But that was it. Um, there were some people that just have tails, but that's just, that's just the gaming world. <laughs> and, yeah, the, the cosplay was pretty pretty normal on point i saw a really cool mando i saw um i don't know there's always like certain ones that that go by lots of lots of overwatch still which is very weird to me like yeah, lots considering of overwatch. recent news <laughs> but i guess it's like that people are just able to like be like s- sexy i guess <laughs> yeah like, did you see the uh what was it the uh, heartless giant. The what? That's, heartless giant. That's foreshadowing for something that I that I'm going to mention later on in the episode. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Okay. <laughs> um, but in terms of games, uh, my whole thing with packs, and I recommend this to anyone who goes to a convention. If there's an open table, go to it. If there's a, just a com- a controller sitting somewhere, try it. I have found some of my favorite games that I am really looking forward to that way. Um, like I've talked about Kiwi in the past. I've talked about um, that, that video I have on the channel, um, Alchemist Adventure. That's how I found that game. Like just certain things are just like um, 
even uh remember paper beast that vr game yeah you played that there um that was at the last one and i watched my friend play it but it was like just a it was a vr demo and nobody was going to it so like it is these hidden gems are are everywhere and that was especially this year because a lot of it was like the biggest booths were discord and intel and like intel oh. had a ddr machine and all right and and um what was the Actually, other one i have a question because i i just apparently this is it's mainly an e3 thing from what i've mm-hmm. heard did you could you hear any of the music or uh, that was being played for DDR or is it just, uh, no, they were far away. Okay. And some booths like build the demo into the booth, but that one wasn't, it was kind of tucked away because the majority of that booth was, uh, like a stage and you could sit in front of the stage and watch big screens and behind the stage were people like a bunch of people in one booth playing their own games against each other. And that was being broadcast to the stage. It was so, super weird. So they could dance like it's their stage. Yeah, exactly. I hope someone gets that reference. <laughs> <laughs> they could just dance and they could sing star and they could. Um... <laughs> they could Jeff damn rap star. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. They could like dance very... central all night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's central all day. But yeah, like After just. <laughs> Merry Christmas Xbox. They had um they had some like one of the booths that makes um like video cards, they had a massive line to just go play Halo Infinite. And it's like I have a feeling it was other it was main most I have a feeling it was most likely NVIDIA. No, the other one, the one that AMD? I had. AMD. Yeah, that yep. one. Um and it's just like what like what the fuck are you doing? Like go home and play that shit. And I, I get that, why because they're a bunch of first uh, thing. Like what the fuck are you doing? Just do this at home. Yeah, like they're a bunch of PC crazy people that want to like make it look good and play it fast and whatever. But it's like who just brings Halo, a game that came out like half a year ago, and they're not even like oh it's it's season two early access or something. Like no, it's Halo. It's just like, the current servers. <laughs> go home. Um, <laughs> go like, home, get a life. Yeah, and they had Tiny so Tina's Wonderlands. It's like, go home and fucking play it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say in the case of Wonderlands, because like Halo is free to play for Christ's sake. Wonderlands is at least like, well, I I can not spend 60 and try it right now, you know, so I can understand that a little bit. But yeah, nah, you, yeah. if you're going to go to a convention, play something you can't play at all anywhere else. Yeah. So that was weird to me, but, uh, but there were some games, there were some things that I saw and, (laughs) um, smaller things. Um, but I would like to talk about them if I may, please go ahead on. Um, I think I should start with arguably the biggest thing though, that I tried because it's what wrestle quest. No, I didn't play wrestle quest. And I'm upset because it was just a huge line and oh, it was, uh... it was really hidden away. And it was weird. Cause it was in the line of college booths where it's like, Hey, we're freaking 
Mass Bay, we made this game. And then next to it was WrestleQuest. And it's like, just, yeah, I was really tucked away, but full of people always. So I did not get a chance to play that. But I did play Josh's game of the year, Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Ah, okay. Here we go. Josh, this this part of the show is for you. Yeah. uh, I mean, I I mentioned it briefly in the group, but it is a damn good game. It's a it's a damn fun game. Um the best way I can put it is everything that you hope it will be about the arcade game that everyone loves is true and there. Um it it plays so well, it feels good, it looks beautiful. Um and really my favorite part of it was that like the level that I was playing bebop had uh he had like kidnapped some businessman and he's like running through a like a tv studio like a sitcom studio and so we're going from like set to set and the background the, the the foot clan guys are like part of the experience so one that really stands out to me is like we passed a cooking show and they're like making pizzas in the back. And then like they notice you and then they come to the forefront and start fighting you. And I just like the, this kind of thing like happened in every scene. And it was just really cool. I like they made them part of the part of the world. And then they just kind of come out of that background and then fight you. Um, and the, the enemy types felt varied. There were like ones with riot shields. There was, uh, ones that you had to like hit a certain way. Um, like it, it was just, all the characters were on display. I watched some people play as April and splinter. And then we played as Mikey and Donatello. And it was just like, everyone's got their special power. And then we fought Bebop at the end and it was just like a really cool demo. And that game feels polished. Like that game feels ready. And I don't know if there's a release date on it, but it should be soon. And I would expect it very soon. Hmm. I'm looking cool. that up right now. Questions. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds really solid. It Oh, wow. I typed in Shredder's release date. And for some reason, it's giving me the release date to the movie Battleship starring Rihanna and Liam Neeson. So it is what? scheduled to release uh, this summer. I don't know. Oh, okay, this summer. Okay, in that case, we're good. I'm surprised it didn't give you the release date to the game called Shredders. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's weird. Very weird. Shout out to Rihanna. She no longer has the do any creative work ever again she can just chill um Wait, but yeah yeah, yeah. Super weird. rihanna's a billionaire off of her makeup brand wow <laughs> she hasn't yeah. put out an album since like what 2015 or something good for her she keeps yeah. the fans wanting more and she'll never give it mm-hmm. <laughs> i think give litter- a baby oh well <laughs> them a baby <laughs> <laughs> i first saw it i thought no matter what it's one of those not niche but like it's kind of like how I can't really speak on fighting games. I know that there are tons like, like, uh, for example, Guilty Gear Strive. I have no fucking clue what that game is, but people were giving it like game of the year nominations because it was like, 
one like the best fighting game Mm -hmm. and i i don't know anything about it so i'm not going to speak on it but in terms of actually i can uh raul had actually mentioned it i think on facebook or something um there's a character that everyone knows like there's a thing going a thing going around saying like if you know those if you don't like so you like so-and-so name one thing or something oh yeah you like nirvana name one song that type of thing yeah like you know, like you like fighting games. Name a character that isn't Soul Bad Guy. Soul Bad Guy is from the Guilty Gear games. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. And like all the Guilty Gear games, uh, well done by the really talented people at Arc System Works, who also uh, did uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Like they have that distinctive art style, and it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't remember the last time they made a bad fighting game yeah every, like pretty they, much their games are universally loved yeah they've been they've been doing this shit for 20 years mm-hmm. yeah i mean i know but really the fighting game person that i know of the most is blessing and he was talking about that game a lot guilty gear strive and while i don't know if it was necessarily on his game of the year list back in the day like it's still one where he has a lot of respect for it so i know that i have a lot of respect for it just from a distance though <laughs> similar to you uh green i've there are two games I don't know if you saw. Mm-hmm. Evil West. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and what? Yeah, <laughs> and the Big Con. Okay, so Evil West, I did get a brief glimpse at. It was, I didn't know where it was for the longest time, and then I saw when it w- when I was in line for Shredder's Revenge, it was next door to it. But there were only four demos set up, and it was quite a huge line, so I didn't get to it. Um, and that was on like my last day near the end, and I was like, "Yeah, screw it." Um, but it was there, and I assume it's good. It looks very cool. Um, and the big con did have a booth, but I actually stayed away from it because I already own that game. Wait, it's and, out. Yeah. <laughs> How long is it? Okay. Oh, I'm looking this up right now. I totally thought this thing was like coming this year. It's been out for a while. I got it in a humble bundle. It came out in August. Holy hell. You are right. I or a fanatical bundle. Somewhere. Well, I think it's time I retire from the show because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's in a, it's literally <laughs> in the fanatical platinum collection, build your own bundle. <laughs> yeah. I think you can get it right now for pretty cheap. 10 bucks. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. I could get it for that cheap, but I literally just bought Pokemon Gold for six five dollars oh yeah i just bought a different game for like fifteen dollars but it is it's the game that i showed a screen cap of to al earlier that i still don't want to spoil because i think i'm going to play gameplay of it as i record my uh to pip a butterfly review and it's going to be really funny because it's the dumbest game and if you want to have context you can scroll up in the podcast oh is this that one that you said you sent the picture of Oh, I'm going to go look for it. I'm so excited. Oh, um, yeah. Don't say it because I don't want to spoil it for people listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to play that one. I, I just got it in. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play that. It's going to be dumb. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to play that. I might have played the demo for that back in the day. Was there a demo? Yeah. I don't know if there was a demo, but there was a digital exclusive sequel. <laughs> because I guarantee it did not do well enough to earn another disc printing. <laughs> <laughs> But in any case, for, for both of those, because I know uh, Weird West did just hit Game Pass as well. That's already out. And the big con's been out. Um, just real quickly, Evil oh, West is the more pertinent thing. 
Yeah, what were we talking Weird West or Evil West? Oh Evil shit, West. no. Evil West. Okay, I was thinking Weird West that already came out, so I apologize for that, but I do want to know about Evil West. I'm very excited for that one. Okay. Yeah, Evil West I I I didn't see a whole lot of um but I like and by that I mean like I didn't stand there and watch. I really don't have much to report back with aside from what we know from that gameplay trailer. Uh, but, okay. But it looks rad as shit from that gameplay trailer and they have a demo enough to to demo it so maybe mm. it's coming all right i got my fingers crossed because people know i love well i'm a big fan of flying wild hog off of the uh the shadow warrior games and so to see them do something that's a slightly different genre slightly different type of vibe and tone uh i want to see how they pull it off hopefully it comes out this year which might be asking for a lot since shadow warrior 3 did just drop but eh, fingers crossed i believe in them well yeah. then um i'm gonna couple these two just because they're kind of like smaller little things that i can chat about um one of them being a game called die by the blade which appeared in some kind of game showcase you may remember um it's a dueling game like like a fighting game 1v1 format with for honor style blade mechanics hmm. so you have your right trigger or you've your your trigger is like a heavy attack your bumper is a short is a quick attack but your joysticks are used to like be able to counter so you point in a direction and you want to be able to be pointing in the direction of your opponent so that Excuse me, I have to cough. Yeah, okay. this was this was in the future game show from yes. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, crap! One yeah. second, dropping everything again. Oh no! Oh, you heavens. dropped the blade on the ground. <laughs> it's like there's an earthquake in my room. Um, An earthquake but... in my room before you came. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just a small little thing that I played. But there's decapitations um there's it a really like realistic art style kind of like how remember mortal kombat x looked really good and then mortal kombat 11 didn't looked a little bit less realistic yeah yeah so more like like x um being like just lifelike looking and um yeah that's kind of all i have to say i i I knew that it was a 1v1 demo, but at the time I was a single player. So I'm standing in line and this person had gotten in line behind me and I was just like, you come play with me, <laughs> which is, which is the joy of PAX. And, uh, then out we... of context, it sounds just doesn't sound right though. <laughs> not you, <laughs> I said, get over here. And I, I sunk my, my kukri into his chest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was Die by the Blade. A lot of fun. I'd know nothing about release dates or anything, but be on the lookout uh, for that. I am on the Steam page. I'll say, number one, it is coming this year, according to the Steam page. And number two, looking at gifts of this game and your description reminds me a lot of Obscure Reference, but the deadliest warrior fighting game that they oh. put out on PS3 360. Yes. That game was awful. 
a good fantastic. Old. It was it was it was awful as a game, but really cool just as an idea and to just look at someone play it. <laughs> oh, it was, was cool for ten minutes. All right, <laughs> dial back to um, Grin. Uh, what's Shadow's Revenge? Did you hear yeah. any, any voice act voiceover? No. Okay, because not not a bit. They've brought back the original. They brought back uh, Cam Clark and Rob Paulson, just to name a couple. Oh wow! Like the the OG friend of the show, Rob Paulson. <laughs> yeah, sure. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, I met him. <laughs> he's oh, okay. a friend of the show. Oh, okay. He's he's a friend of the <laughs> show who doesn't know he's a friend of the show. <laughs> but we're saying he's a friend of the show, so. I'm going to say and, acquaintance of the show, so I'm legally distinct. <laughs> I, I got him to say, are you going to finish that croissant? <laughs> Good use of your time. Great use of your time. But yeah, yeah, I think now that I'm thinking about it, uh, that's that was my fault because it did start with a cutscene, which I skipped. Because uh, <laughs> I played it like I do uh, just passing through, and I was just like, you know what? We'll skip the 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 story and get right to the fucking game because we're oh, so we're, you're not ruining it for the viewer. Yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking about the viewer at PAX. God bless you, <laughs> content brain. It's literally like this joke I heard on a Minmax show last week where they were like, "Uh, yeah, everything's for content." And then uh, what was it? Leo Vader's like, "Yeah, sometimes I'm looking at a sunset in the middle of the day, and I'm like, how can I make this content?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I feel you. But in any uh, case, after Die by the Blade, what was the other game you wanted to pair with that one? Yeah, so the other one is um, Outshine. So this was like the definition of this keyboard is empty. I'm going to play it. Um, it the My first day there, I saw it. There was a pretty big line, but I watched the gameplay and knew that I was going to go back to it. And then the second day, I went back to it and it was empty. So I went over to it. And Outshine, that's what it was called, right? Yes, Outshine, um, is a typing game. Ooh, typing. Well, we, lo- we love typing games. What do you love more than typing games? Endless runners. <laughs> I mean, no. Oh God, you're serious. I'm looking I at s- gameplay. <laughs> I swear to God, if it were a deck builder, I would have. I, I, there were so many fucking deck builders, I didn't even give the time of day. Because they can SMD. Um, Come on. Uh, What's the game I like? That one game that I... Play the Spire. Yeah, that one's great. Come on, they can be good. That's all I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Play the Spire, free now on uh, PS Plus. Free last month. Free last month. It is on Game Pass, though, so check it out. (laughs) And everyone, I think it was already free with PS Plus. I swear to God I've got it on. Oh, that was Darkest Dungeon. It was on PS Now already, and then it just popped up on PS Plus as well, because fuck subscriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, so Outshine, um, a game that is so hardcore about typing that you can't even use the mouse. Like, I got there and tried to use the mouse, and the woman running it is like, you have to type next. You have to type play. Wow. (laughs) And so you are all keyboard based and you play as this person who seems to be caught in like a simulation. And what you do is you're, I say endless runner, but there are levels and you're running on a, um, straight 
plane going, I'm trying to describe this so well. <laughs> you think temple run. Okay. But there's things that are coming toward you like temple run. And uh, if I can have- help a little bit, cause I'm looking at screenshots and such, you are right about temple run, but think temple run, but the entire environment and vibe is like uh red out or wipe out. <laughs> it's like that type yes. of track. Yes. And more Temple Run, I mean Subway Surfers. Yeah, that one that one has more like things happening in the environment. And so like like this flying thing will come along and it's gonna land in front of a track and it's gonna drop a thing that will hit you and hurt you. But if you're able to type judgmental before it drops the thing, (laughs) that that flying thing will blow up. And basically it's you typing small words and big words as fast as you can, um, which the difficulty is based on your words per minute speed. And you can, at, at the same time, you're using the shift buttons to swap tracks and stay out of track because the tracks will end. The tracks will hit walls. The tracks will hit some obstacles you just can't avoid. And eventually you get to checkpoints and there's, I think three checkpoints or there's two basic checkpoints per level. And they will give you like a whole sentence of dialogue that is also the narrative. So it'll be like, it'll say something like I've been here for years and you have to type that really fast. And at the very top, your health is based on like a, a timer meter that's going down. So then if you're able to, to get it written, it'll reset the timer and then you got to do it again. So there'll be like three or four sentences. You'll break through the checkpoint and then you do the normal base, the gameplay again. Then you're going to do another checkpoint. Then you're going to do some more gameplay. And then the final checkpoint is this giant wheel that appears with six different like arms. And each arm has about four or five words that you have to write. But these words are like judgmental or longer. Like they'll, they'll be like a huge word and they're spinning and they're also shooting out obstacles that you have to dodge, but you're at this gate. So you're like really close and you've stopped running. So you have to be able to swap, swap tracks and type out big words and try to break off the arms. And once you type, I don't know, five times, about 30 words, I guess, really fast. Wow you'll make it and you'll beat the level. And one second. Very it's involved. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very involved. The the music was cool. It just really fit the atmosphere very well. It's very cyber, very Tron like. Um and it's just fun. I I really like games that do something fresh. And I know that we have gotten typing games before that just fall flat or they feel forced like a typing game is kind of the most like we esque gimmick that a PC can give you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's the most motion controls that a PC will offer, but I, I don't know. I guess not being a PC gamer, it's still, it hasn't been lost on me. Yeah. So <laughs> one sec, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no problem. It's all good. 
yeah, it's still novel, despite it being something that might be so corny to a PC gamer. It's like, oh, well, I can't play Typing of the Dead on PlayStation Move, so here I am. Yeah, so, like, I mean, th- this kind of game, I don't know how long it will be. I wouldn't pay, like, I, I don't know, I'd say, like, a tr- like 20 bucks at the most for, like, an experience like this, because it's just, it's... It seems to be, and in the area it was in, it felt like one of those just smaller indie experiences. Uh, it's based on something like, like this interesting concept, but it's probably not going to bring in a lot of people, but I think that it should, and I think that people should check it out. Um, also, to actually answer your question about Shredder's Revenge, I think that if you are big into beat-em-ups like that, you've already got your sights set on this and you're going to buy it anyway. I think that if you're hesitant about it, check it out. And definitely, I would say it's definitely worth a buy. But if you come from a Ninja Turtles loving crowd, an arcade game loving crowd, um, I like the, the, like the Scott Pilgrim game crowd. Like you're just going to love all, it does all of those things well checks all of those boxes and that's gonna be a massive game when that comes out oh yeah sounds good all right yeah so we're checking so, out there. yeah and uh then my final thing that i had picked out um was the the main event of packs to me was the tiny build booth which has been immense for many years now. Um, They always bring some kind of Hello Neighbor thing. They always bring Ramen, which is that... Uh, Yeah, the multiplayer shooter, but it's all naked men with ramen bowls. With soup, yeah. Like, they... I don't know when this freaking game is coming out. I don't think anybody has any clue. But... It is always like the line is capped perpetually. It's so big there. And I've never touched it because of that. Um, but they they always bring really, really cool games. And this year they brought a game that this this isn't the one I was going to talk about, but I must must talk about it briefly. I had no idea that Tiny Build had picked up Spider Heck, which is the game that I played in the Next Fest that you can go see on the YouTube channel. And it is the best way I can describe it is a Star Wall esque party game where you are. No, it's not Star Wall, it's Duck Game. That is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, because you've got weapons that just spawn in and the old, the you're just the goal is to be the last one standing, at least in this this uh, mode that they've showed us. And it's incredible. You are a spider and you are able to swing all over the map with a web and the amount of chaos that this game brings is absolute insanity i stood in line for this game in front of two younger dudes that shout casted every match that we watched and it was the most fun i had at pax like it was like armchair shout casting yeah like, like they, they were just 
You want to be the, the, the next big announcers at Evo? <laughs> exactly. If you watch the, um, if you saw the snaps that I was putting up in any way, and I will put this video up, um, I'll attach it somehow to the piece that I intend to write at some point. Um, the, I think, I hope that the audio came with them in the background, just going crazy over this game. And, and it's that kind of game. It pulls you in and makes you want to watch it. Um, which I love, like I love PAX East always has like a Jackbox screen set up in one of the lobbies and you can just go and play Jackbox and just the, the crowd is huge. And that's just the spirit. I love couch co-op party games. I love them. And, and spider heck just does that. It's, it's so such a simple premise. It's an, an easy to learn, hard to master type of thing. And it's so good. I'm so happy. Tiny build is now like publishing it because like it's spider hack. good. It's spider hack and good. And Oh, good. it was just incredible. But next to spider hack, was a game that I had no clue about called Rhythm Sprout. And I know nothing about this game because I just said I knew nothing about this game. I don't know what it's coming out for, where it's coming out, when it's coming out. But you play as a little, like, turnip boy who is a ninja. Is he and playing tax evasion? No, he's not. He's fighting the rhythm. <laughs> Hold on, I made myself laugh. Well, I am on Steam. Is it Rhythm Sprout, Sick Beats, and Bad Sweets? Uh, probably. That sounds about right. This um, is interesting. So I'll tell you, I'm a king of rhythm games, and PAX East proved that to me. Because I watched... So the way that this booth was set up, um, you had one big screen that faced this big line queue. And then when you got to the front, you could either be on that screen or end up going around to one of the three other screens that were smaller around it. So we watched this guy just knock it out of the park. And everyone in front of me was rather intimidated and was like, I don't want to go follow him up. So the next guy that followed him up was just tragic. It was, it was rough. And, and it just, it, it was real sad. But we, we all loved him. We all egged him on. And so the next person is the person in front of me and they turn to me and they're like, I don't want to, I don't like this pressure. You (laughs) you can go ahead. So I'm like, Uh, I'm just going to throw out a uh, real old reference to a very old movie that came out like maybe 30 years ago or (laughs) over close to 30 years ago called rookie of the year. (laughs) That movie's common. I feel like I've seen that. I mean, it's a movie. It's a baseball movie. About the Cubs with Gary Busey. <laughs> okay, those, yeah, that is a little scary. <laughs> those, those, those shouldn't mix. Um, <laughs> in the movie, uh, the Cubs are just terrible, just a terrible team. And every time a home run gets, or the ball, like a home run gets hit, someone will throw the, someone throws like, the ball back, like on the field. And they're just like, for like, I think three, like a ball, get, the ball gets into the stands. Guy picks it, like grabs the ball and like, uh, goes to throw it. Real thinks a bit, like thinks a second. No, I'm not gonna do it. Another guy. No, that's too much pressure. <laughs> and the main the main character Henry Roland Roland Gardner Roland Gardner or Roland Gardner. 
just takes it and throws it like because the whole plot of the movie is he has a magic arm. Ah, the old like, magic arm trick. He 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 hurts his arm slipping on a baseball, <laughs> and it's literally like a rubber band. Oh, so it's just like elastic backs. Yeah, like it's it's um he stretches his arm back and just throws it right back to the like right in from dead center field like the bleachers all the way to the to home plate but that's scary <laughs> think about the force on that swing oh man the the um it's just it's one of those movies where it's like how does this get made and there are parts of this movie that should not they're just too dark or not too dark shouldn't be in a kids movie that was a lot of movies back then. The Scooby Doo live action movie was supposed to be R rated, so like a lot I mean, of movies to like that. To be fair, that was that James time. Gunn. I mean, yeah, true. You expect that from James Gunn, but hey, man, shit's different. He made a very successful franchise for Disney at this point, so he was always capable of children. I wait, uh, capable what? of children? I don't like that sentence. Uh, <laughs> I have some incredible fun facts regarding this movie from what I just researched. Oh, please. Go ahead. I'd heard the name Rookie of the Year before, but I never really looked at it. So you were completely right on the kid's name. Did you look that up or you just remembered his last name was Rowan Gartner? No, I remember it because I've seen the movie at least 30 times. Did you remember <laughs> that Gar- Gary Busey plays someone named Chet Stedman? <laughs> Chet the Jets, assignment, I think. <laughs> well, also, oh. the... He, he was supposed to be like... The, he was, I, I'm just assuming he was a, like a take on... Uh, Roger Clemens. Oh, okay. Well, the writer of this film uh, also wrote the screenplay of Rio, the the Blue Sky Studios uh, epic classic, and the director of Rookie of the Year is Marv the Wet Bandit. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! Him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I he, he's fuck. In he's in the movie as well. That's that's some buck wild shit. I never would have made that connection. Shout out to Marv. I'm glad he uh glad he changed his life path around. <laughs> oh boy. Also, shout out to Tom Cruise because apparently Top Gun 2 comes out this month. Oh my god, time is a fucking time doesn't exist anymore. Time is a social construct. Like what it a is. weird thing. We're I'm finally dead. getting that movie. And Avatar 2 is finally getting a trailer this month. That's for I I still don't believe Avatar 2 is a real thing. We'll have that trailer tomorrow or t- two days. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's tomorrow because I'm seeing uh, it's supposed to be premiering with the new Doctor Strange and I'm set to see that tomorrow night. So like, yeah. Oh, tomorrow. OK. We're we're in that episode of Doctor Who where every all time is existing at the same time. Exactly, man. Every <laughs> important event that has ever happened is happening right now. Wow, I'm gonna I'm go to the Woodstock dimension and just it's live a that. Nexus event. Yeah. Oh god, Nexus event. There you go. But yeah, for to go back to the topic uh, for this uh, Rhythm Sprout game. So you were in the middle of telling us a story. Did oh, you yeah, go yeah. up? The, you go up to the kiosk and just bring out bring down the house. So the per- so I step up to the plate. I was like, you know what? Let me show you how it's done. So Rhythm Sprout is a game of few buttons. Uh, your D-pad is your left, your buttons are your right, and your bumpers are your m- blue. <laughs> and <laughs> and you legit are just tap typing, tap-tapping to the beat. 
And I kid you not, I went from level one, skipped to level three, and then did level four, which like nobody did. And I fucking killed it on that stage. All thanks to my experience with Rock Band Unplugged. <laughs> wow. That I, the people can say that. Can cite that as a as like a hey, I I'm, I'm I did I excelled at this because I played Rock Band Unplugged. Oh yeah, that fucking game built me. Like I it's it's still one of my favorite game. I have my favorite games list up right now. I'm typing in Rock Band Unplugged. Like I <laughs> I it's an incredible game. It's the entirety of Rock Band 2, which is arguably the best rock band. Everything's in there. It's, you're, oh, it's so good. You're playing like all of your, it, oh, it, I, oh, you're going through all the tracks and it's, it, it plays like, uh, like Amplitude. Like, yeah. it, it's so good. It is so good. If I think we're lucky, I'd... you'll be able to play it on PlayStation 5 in a couple weeks. When uh, they, when they I don't think all so. Because music games are so hard with the licensing. Yeah. yeah, I figure so, yeah. But definitely, like, I bought a second copy because mine, I think, it was a fucking UMD. Yeah, so well. it, it burst open. <laughs> and so I bought a second one a couple years ago. And it shouldn't be too hard to find. But definitely, definitely go play that game if you're a Rock Band fan. It's like, I also came from playing uh, Guitar Hero on my old Nokia phone. So you are a special breed. <laughs> I, I love mobile rhythm games. I had that Guitar Hero for the DS that we talked about that time. Oh, yeah, with the little add-on. Jesus Christ, what a time. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. Um, Rock Band Unplugged is like 15 bucks on eBay. Totally worth it worth every penny you know what tweet at me and i will buy the first person who tweets at me oh my god <laughs> rock band unplugged uh, what's you your twitter handle so, so, I can, so i can so i can make sure this happens i am great low 777 i know that this is an empty promise because <laughs> none of y'all fuckers wrote to me saying hope you feel better yeah like <laughs> i i looked at the stats at least 20 people had a chance to like tweet it uh great to say feel better but hey it worked anyway like you well, you're feeling better anyway so hey man but, water under the bridge all is forgiven i will purchase you rock band unplugged <laughs> you can spit in my face as long as you tweet <laughs> at me you can spit in my face <laughs> as long as you're not infected with covid um but yeah those, hey, those i got the antibodies you can even you can even do that you can give only make COVID. you stronger now uh, <laughs> Oh boy! But it sounds like you were kicking ass at the uh, at the rhythm game stuff. So, so you would recommend this one because I'm looking at it on Steam. There is a demo out right now, so folks can hop on and try it out for themselves. It looks very vibrantly colorful. It looks it looks like it has a style all on its own. It is a very unique game. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> sorry, um, the the demo would probably be the same demo that I played. Spider Heck also has a demo out now, which is just a couple of different, um, like you're basically getting a good chunk of the game, like the, what the game is. So both of those games, check them out, go download their demos. Um, and yeah, just a, a lot of fun and shout out to tiny build for making my PAX East pretty damn incredible. 
Uh, have you guys checked Twitter? Wait, what happened on Twitter? I'm I'm afraid of it. No, no, I'm it's scared. It's, it's uh, Devolver related. Oh, uh, don't buy any. I... They tweeted out. Um, they tweeted out like five hours ago. Don't buy any Devolver digital games on Steam until Thursday morning, unless it's pre-ordering trick to Yomi. Trust us. Ah, okay, good on so, them. <laughs> just wanted to pass that pass the savings on to the listeners. Yeah. By the way, I mean listeners, they probably already seen because by the time this yeah. goes out on Monday, they they will have seen it by now. But hey, go ahead and buy some Devolver digital titles there. Am I finally gonna get to fucking buy Disc Room for less than ten dollars? Because what the shit, Devolver? <laughs> what the oh. actual shit? That game never goes on sale. Disc Room's like, been out for a long time. I feel like it's time now. They should be given that free with Epic Game Store or something. <laughs> They, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened like literally next week. <laughs> but hey, we'll see what happens soon enough. But uh, yeah, sounds good. So PAX East uh, or wow. Actually, yeah, I was right. I keep wanting to say PAX West for some reason, but PAX East. Um, are there any other uh, games you want to give a quick shout out to or are, is that pretty much the entire list? There? That's pretty much it. I mean, I did. I played a couple more games, but they were all just kind of like, I mean, I played a puzzle game called Dumpy and Bumpy. So do with that what you will. <laughs> um, I played a cool mobile game called The Day We Fought Space, which was just like customize your ship. Uh, one of those like side scrolling, like Cuphead's levels, um, Cuphead's uh, vehicle levels um the flying ones the flying levels um and so that was pretty cool um i played a game called the courier which is kind of like it has the gameplay mechanics of lonely mountains downhill but it's uh it has a narrative so you're actually like delivering letters to people but you ride a bike around it's like it's very cute it probably up alan's avenue to be honest so maybe look that one up that's the courier hmm. c-o-u-r-i-e-r all right yeah because i was like i know i spelled this wrong in the, <laughs> in the notes but yeah that was my paxis um i will definitely go again next year uh i saw g4 actually i forgot to watch it but they tweeted like with e3 dead is paxis the new thing and they had like a video and i mean Hell yeah, let's get it. I think it's the best way to be on the ground floor with development of games and really get involved. Like everyone is like, join our Discord. Um here's like I mean, I always like to get like the little business cards that they pass out and join mailing lists and shit and it's just really cool. Um I also found a really neat and I forgot to mention this a really cool um interface that this per- these people are making for D&D which mm. I thought could be a lot of fun for when we maybe do D&D in the future. Okay. Um th- it's it's basically like the the guy approached it as we haven't seen a whole lot of games that like to do like actual tabletop D&D but in the gaming world. So what they decided to do was they partnered with artists and they basically made like cinematics for your campaign. So as the dungeon master, which is like the UI I got to look at, they had the characters in one corner, the scenes in another corner. And then in the middle, it looked kind of like, um, any kind of MMO, um, 
login screen with like a character in the middle and then like a um like a detailed art piece in the background mm. and it it basically just made your D&D campaign more like a storybook so like you had a dynamic wallpaper to watch and then you could change the scene when you go somewhere else and put the characters in it and like just kind of build build a animation of what you are portraying in the real world and i thought that that was really neat like they even teamed up with um the artists like write books so then they they're making campaigns based on actual novels that they wrote and just by talking to this guy and being like i've never heard about D D, he they were giving out like a full campaign that you could then log in to the website, which I did. I made an account and I, I got a campaign that you can then put into your D and D game. So it was really cool. Um, I want to say it was called, um, and ancestry. Ancestry Ancestry.com. Type it in. (laughs) Journaling is today. Alchemy. It was called alchemy alchemy okay um so yeah if you're into to D, definitely look at that it's it's very very cool what they're doing hmm. okay pretty cool but yeah pretty cool. that was my pax east y'all sounds like it was a funky good time time to bring down the house um so i looked up uh, while you guys were talking i looked up the the tra- like the gameplay for uh or the trailer for the courier yeah that is so up my alley right that looks like lake but scaled back in a good way it's like Lake in a Pokemon type of world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God. That's exactly. <laughs> that's that's Al to a fucking T. <laughs> just doing sick bike tricks. Yes, there is jumps. Like like the, the first guy I talked to was like, oh, well, I guess it was a lady. She's like, go, go find my grandson. And then the grandson is like in a park that had a locked gate. So then you had to find a ramp and just do a sick trick over the gate. Like there's all these, and then there was like a mini game to smash as many shrubs as you can. So it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Hmm. I like that. I like that. It does look like a fun, slightly more vibrant version of Lake. So yeah, I might check that one out. Shit that, you know what? Where is it? There's a demo. I will download that when I'm not on an online call. So I'm gonna keep that tab open. Oh, cool. I didn't know that you could get a demo now. Yep. It is on steam. So go ahead and check that one out. Uh, nice. So excellent. Excellent. Really cool things. Um, I think, all right, let me ask this. Do we want to really quick bring up this other indie topic here or do we want to continue? Cause it's already an hour into the show. I I'm cool with going to the, what we're playing segment. Yeah. I'm cool with that. With, with, with skipping it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and skip that. Cause we were able to fill plenty of time with that topic. So, cause I was a little bit concerned that, Oh, maybe you only played a handful of games. Nah, you played plenty. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that for. We'll keep that in the back pocket if we ever need it on a different episode. Um, So anyway, with that, we'll go ahead and move on to the next segment of the show, which is what you playing. And this is where we just talk about the games that we've been playing over the last week. So to start us off here, um, let's see. Well, I mean, I am. You know what? I'll just go in the order that we have here. Um, So I'll just start us off here real quick. Uh, I have. I've written down two games that I've been playing this week. I have mainly just been playing that first game. Uh, the second game, I literally only put maybe 
an hour into. Um, I, think, but, I think I know why. Yeah. Well, it, we'll, we'll talk about why, because it might not be the reason you think, um, but it also might be. Anyway, uh, this first game that I have on here is Grim Valor. Uh, Grim Valor is a, it is on Switch as well, but it's primarily a mobile game. Um, and I'm going to look this up real quick so I can, uh, give the correct people the credit that they deserve on here. But, uh, it is, so I got it basically through play pass over on Google. Uh, play pass is basically their equivalent of Apple arcade where you pay your $5 a month or whatever. And you get access to not only a bunch of mobile games that you can play for free, or quote unquote for free with the cost of the subscription. But also on Android, they give you a bunch of like random apps as well, like a bunch of different like calculator apps and alarm apps, like different utility stuff that you can actually use. And some of those apps are actually very good, very solid apps. So uh, I paid for that. Saw Grim Valor was on there. And I specifically downloaded it because I wanted something to play with the Razer Kishi, uh, the little controller that you plug into your Android phone. Uh, I've had one for a while and I've been looking for more stuff to play on it because not every game supports it. And this game supports it very, very well. Uh, so basically, just to give a small overview of what it's like, it is made by Dire Light Games. That is the name of the developer. Uh, but it's a side scrolling Metroidvania. Uh, think Guacamelee, but the art style and setting is kind of like dark soulsy uh it's actually very dark soulsy like you're picking up i don't think they call it souls in the game but you're picking up souls off of enemies when you kill them um and you go to checkpoints and you cash in a bunch of souls in order to rank up to the next rank um you're using souls to buy different items different trinkets different upgrades to your health flask because you have a health flask in this game and you only have a certain amount of charges and then you have to regenerate those charges by going to a checkpoint every time you go to a checkpoint it respawns all the enemies and even when you like kill a boss it'll say guardian defeated or prey slayed or something like that on the screen in almost the same exact dark souls font so it's really going for that dark soulsy vibe but it isn't as difficult as a Dark Souls because they give you the thing. Now, this is what made me fall in love with the game. It has the Bayonetta slow-mo dodge. <laughs> like, if you, whenever some, something's attacking you, even projectiles, if you hit it right, if you time it right, you can trigger that little phase-through animation where you go into slow motion for a split second and you can completely dodge that damage. And because it is so... I don't want to say it's broken, but the hit detection on how close you are to them swinging, like in, in any other game, that sweet spot is way more narrow. In this game on the default setting, that sweet spot is so wide that often I'll trigger it before they even start it winding up their hit. <laughs> so like, it, it's just a lot of me just dodging all over the place. And as I got later into the game, you unlock a trinket that literally turns it just all the way into Bayonetta Witch Time, where you dodge perfectly, and then time slows down for a good two or three seconds. Um, and so, yeah, combat is a lot of fun. There's a lot of, like, heavy attacks. Uh, you can juggle enemies in the air for a bunch, so it's kind of like Devil May cry in that way. Uh, and the exploration is really good as a Metroidvania. So, overall, I mean, I did beat it. That is the main reason why I've been talking about it here. It's been a good one, too. Because I haven't been playing a lot of sit down at the computer, sit down at the console games this week, uh, just because 
I've been doing a lot of other stuff. Like I've been doing all this Kendrick Lamar stuff where I'm editing videos and stuff like that. So I'm kind of like, man, I'm I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, and then shoot, after the news that happened day before yesterday, I was super bummed. So I didn't want to like get in the couch or anything at all. So I just went straight to bed. But this was a good thing to pull out while I'm in bed without me really having to think about it too much. I just plug in the controller and go. Um, and I finally got through it all. And it is a very fun game. I highly recommend it to folks. It is, it's also on the Apple uh, store. So if you do have a iPhone or whatever, you can play it on there. Like I said, it is on Switch. I think it is a very solid, uh, you know, Metroidvania title. Good combat. There is a story and there are a couple twists in the story, but like I wasn't really playing it for the story and it's it's minimal enough to where you can kind of slide into the background, but very satisfying game. It's, it's very good. I, I highly recommend it. So yeah. That's my whole thing on Grim Valor. I don't know. Have either of y'all heard of this game at all? Um, name name sounded familiar, but after I looked it up, it does not. <laughs> this game is bad. Nah. Um, but yeah, I mean, shoot. If y'all have a chance, I think it is really good. I, I would love to tell you how long it took me to beat because uh, I could track that. But sadly... Because here's the thing, I can connect the, the Google Play services, all their achievements and stuff. You can connect that to Exophase, which is what I use to track all the games I play. And it'll show me the achievements I've unlocked, but it won't show me the playtime for any of the games I've played on there. So it just says, oh, you got all these achievements. Don't know how long you played the game, though. Good luck with that. So a little salty about that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it's pretty short. It, it's not longer than eight hours. I came back to this game after putting it down for a very long time. And it only took me like, what, three or four days this week to get through it uh it is a little bit challenging at the beginning but once you start uh just farming souls off of people and you don't drop your souls when you die so it's like a lot more forgiving in that way um once you start ranking up and start upgrading your items and your armor and everything it's it's a cakewalk by the end of the game i was like all right this is still satisfying but the advantage is in my favor so yeah Good uh, game. something 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 drop your fucking shield <laughs> that is true well i i will say speaking of shields once you get strong enough in this game enemies will have shields you could just like tear through their shields yeah i'm watching a um like a, a i'm watching the final boss fight and this this looks interesting like this the part of the, like the player is just tearing through this the final boss's like life or their mm -hmm. hp yeah, it's it's very much like you can you can make builds that kind of just abuse the entire system where for the longest time in the game, I had a sword and the sword does a lot of high damage, especially when you upgrade it, but it's not doing any stun damage at all. So eventually I got enough crafting materials to where I could craft the gauntlets and the gauntlets not only do a high regular damage, they do high stun damage. And there's an invisible, similar to God of War 2018, when you build up their stun meter and they're kind of just laying there staggered. You can do that to regular enemies and bosses in this game. So you're just wailing on them and then they get stunned and then they're just sitting down for like a good 10, 15 seconds and you can just wail on them when they're down. And it feels incredible once you've kind of min-maxed your build in a way to make that possible. So uh, yeah, Grim Valor is a funky good time can't recommend it enough it is a great game uh and it's honestly it's the first mobile game that i beat since florence so shout out to shout out to y'all for doing that great you yep. probably like that i know you're mr respect mobile 
I love mobile games. I have not played Florence yet. That there doesn't seem to be uh, fall damage in this game. There is no fall damage in this game. And there's also a air dash that can carry you across very oh. large gaps. Yeah. I, in the final boss, like against uh, Alicia, like the, the, like the flowing platforms, mm-hmm. the character, like the, whoever the, again, who the iOS touch play HD, that YouTube channel, <laughs> Shut their, up. Their, their, their footage has them just like floating or not sort of like, Dashing slash floating as if they're like a a wind or a, a, a leaf on the wind. Yeah, think of it like the pulse kind of glide thing that you see in uh, Saints Row Four when you unlock that later on. It, it's literally that where you're just dashing in the air so long that you're basically just flying at that point. But yeah, it's very very good. You should play fucking Florence, which I know it's a little bit bitter <laughs> also because the developer of Florence, I believe Mountains is their name. They've come under some heat because of some uh, workplace mismanagement there. But um, uh, main guy, main guy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. The you're main guy. It, yeah, it's because we talked about this with um, Nine in the Woods. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. That is still like there's been so many bad things happening at both indie and AAA studios. But like, holy shit, I think about that story and I'm like, that is literally maybe the most tragic thing. <laughs> That could have happened. Jesus Christ. Shit, on top of the Activision stuff, because something similar happened there, just way different. Um, yeah, it, you can look up what happened with the Night in the Woods developers if you'd like, but goddamn, that's it's dark. <laughs> yeah, you may, lo- you may lose some sleep over it. Like, not out of, like... like not that it's horrible, it's just tragic. Yeah, like, you, you'll, you'll, you may just... It just makes you, like, feel bummed and, like... Oh man, why we are a mistake? Why are we still alive? Why, why are we, why are we allowed to live on this earth? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like a stare into the abyss story. But hey, Grim Valor, if you want to fight the abyss, that's the game for you. <laughs> uh, so in any way, uh, that's enough about Grim Valor here. Uh, let's go ahead and go on to actually, Al. I'll go ahead and uh, pass the rock to you. Uh, do you want to tell us about the first game, or do you want to really? deep dive into the next um I'll, sp- I'll talk about the first game okay uh, that game being king arthur knight's tale which is a pc uh it's a pc and next gen or current gen um tactical turn turn-based tactical rpg by neocore games hmm. okay it, it it's been early access for over two years now but and it just like uh, last week it, it officially um officially released hmm. okay so and, it was it Graydon that encouraged you to try this one out or was it uh josh oh, no no i actually um backed this on i think kickstarter or indiegogo when they're right. making their their push for like, I, it was right, right around the time i i was in the midst like right deep in Dragon Age Inquisition um hell or purgatory as I call it. Where I was just okay. like I need to I need to experience anything or everything medieval. I feel that. And I think I wanna say it had to have been Mike Laidlaw who was at Bioware at like near or no. Um not Mike Laidlaw. Uh someone from Bioware, right? Yeah. E- God, I don't have a name that's popping up in my head. <laughs> Graydon, you, you got an alley-oop to catch here? 
who are we talking about again? Not Mike Laidlaw, but someone from Bioware that has something to do with. Uh, oh wait, no, no, I was uh, David Gator. David Gator, okay. Would not have gotten that. Nor would I. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad um, you got there. He he was like the, or one of the architects of the Dragon Dragon Age story, like main storyline. Um, it was, he, I saw him tweet like a, like a share, like a, or like a, basically like a signal boosting. The uh, Kickstarter, hmm. and I did. I just, I thought he was. I thought he was associated with it. So I thought, hey, this is gonna this is gonna blow up. And I, I uh, kickstarted money to or kicks, like added to, like, to, helped with the Kickstarter. Like put money mm-hmm. towards it. Yeah. Didn't take like I kept. I kept getting like I got the updates via uh, email through Kickstarter and all that. Didn't pay. I just. Put the money. Put the money away. Didn't check in on it for another until two hours ago, or two <laughs> th- two three hours ago. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad glad I didn't like I didn't I didn't watch any like videos or anything like any trailers. Like I went full media blackout on it, and I'm glad I did because this game is great. Oh wow! So. It and it deals it deals with um, Arthurian mythology, hmm. so like Knights of the Round Table and stuff like that. Yeah, you play as uh, Sir Mordred, who is the nemesis of King Arthur, the, and as it says on the uh, in the gameplay overview, the former Black Knight of the Grim Tales. Oh, she's Louise. Yeah, so you killed you killed King Arthur, but with his dying breath, he struck you down. You both died, and yet you both live. But they just like what? <laughs> They just traded. <laughs> no, um, you wake up. The games like the game starts with you uh, wait being. Um, the game begins with you awakening in Avalon, having been brought back by the Lady of the Lake. Oh, and you have to you have to go on a on a quest like an epic quest to kill King Arthur. How fun! <laughs> because like he. He sort of became something else, someone else. Hmm. Like Avalon is basically Valhalla, but for Arthurian, like Arthurian mythology. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And it's it's Dragon Age meets Wasteland meets uh, XCOM. Hmm. And there, like, there's a morality system. Like choices matter, all that. Okay. At first, I played about twenty-ish, twenty thirty minutes. The first uh, option to choose, like the first big choice, was whether or not, whether you, you could, or whether or not I was going to take take the take the throne of Avalon, or refuse the throne and start a new like a start a, a new round table, like hmm. not a round table, and go on a quest to kill King Arthur. Huh. Sounds vaguely, uh, what is it, Crusader Kings three ish. Yeah, which I, I play uh, the reason, main reason I decided to give it a shot because I was going to play Crusader Kings three because I of the I I um, installed it through Game Pass, but for some reason it just wouldn't launch. Oh wow, damn, that so, sucks. If anything, that's a good thing because I got to play this game. Hey, there you go. It opened and, me up for a better game. Well, yeah, <laughs> I allegedly better. <laughs> I want to I, like I want to see where things go because I just. There's something about it that I really enjoyed. 
I can't quite put, put like just put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, it was a fun it was fun that it was uh, it was the unexpected fun that you rarely get in life. Damn, where you're just where you're, or, deep. Yeah, where like you're just blown away by by something. Yeah, completely flabbergasted by something. Yeah, I'm familiar with the feeling. Yeah, just completely caught off guard. Yeah, love those. That that's the best type of feeling to have. So I'm glad you're getting it from this uh, King Arthur. Ugh, King Arthur. King Arthur Night Sale. Yes, thank you. Um, now let let me check again because I was just looking at the Steam page for this couple hours ago. Um, is this already out? Yeah, it released um, for backers. It released in January of 2020, so pre pre pandemic. Oh wow, geez, okay. Or or pre Western pandemic because technically the pandemic began or COVID began in 2019. Yeah, it is called 19 for a reason. That is true. Yeah. Um, officially, it came out April 26th. Oh, okay. In case, yeah, it's been out for a hot minute, but hey, got a new fan here. Oh, and it's a it's a substantial game. This is a full size game, then, huh? Yeah. Because I was in here thinking it's like an indie title. Because when I looked at the page earlier, I was like, okay, this might be I like mean, a. Technically, it is a, it, it is an it is considered indie because it's not it's not really like a AAA studio. True, but as far as like the type of content, like when I. I guess what I think indie, sometimes I think indie price point and the indie content where it's going to be a little bit lighter, it's, it's going to be a little bit smaller scope, but like not. Nah, this is a full scale strategy game campaign. I say that because I saw the price on Steam. It's like 45 bucks. I'm like, oh, okay. It must be, there must be a lot of game here if they're asking for that. Yeah. Like after I uh, finished the first area at the beginning of the, like, the tutorial, I saw like the overall map and like the particular area of the kingdom. Like in the the screenshot I put in the uh, in the chat. Yep, yep. And I'm like, and I just thought, how does this look? How does it look? How does the game look this good? Even though it was crowdfunded, and like most games that are not necessarily single A or not necessarily triple A, most of the innovation and credit freedom tends to be in crowdfunding. Yep. Shout out to that double A sphere, man. Well. I, this is a topic that we'll probably save for the next episode since this topic was already settled for, but the double A sphere is on the rise. <laughs> if if oh, yeah. the recent purchases of companies or IPs, I should say, has anything to do with it. So yeah, this definitely seems like another double A classic. So yeah, looks very, very solid. Hells yeah. So yeah. Uh, any, uh, any other uh, things to talk about for King Arthur Knight's Tale? Um, there's mm -hmm. a literal morality chart. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even like, more involved than I thought. Like your status, as it says here on the web, on the official uh, wiki. Uh, like your stat, your your uh, it represents your general alignment as a ruler. Uh, your status between Christianity, er, and old faith, between tyranny and righteousness. Hmm. And you can't save scum, which is something you could just do in every Fallout game or uh, Bethesda game. Yeah. Where and that like that is the, the straight up plot or the the lore thing like your your character has the ability to save scott to just experience different realities or different outcomes oh that's pretty neat in this game you can't reload your like your decisions like just you can't go i don't like the way that came out i'm gonna reload my save and choose this outcome yeah it's that XCOM uh iron man mode mentality <laughs> yeah oh boy very high stakes well We'll see if those stakes 
land you in a good place by the time you come back to talk about it next. Uh, hopefully you don't ruin the entire round table. Don't make it a square. <laughs> oh, boy. Or actually, if you continue the round table enough, they eventually become a very massive pizza empire. Um, anyway, <laughs> enough bad jokes from me. Um, we're going to go on to the next game here. Uh, Graydon, I know that you've been playing a couple games here. I'm surprised that one of these games, I'm surprised you're finally getting around to. I feel like that game's been around forever, but uh, I'm going to let you talk about whatever game you want. So uh, which of these two did you want to go on for, about first? Thank you for the microphone, Emmett. I must say that your joke was miserable. <laughs> um, wow. God damn. You know what? That's respectful. The 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 silence of the crowd spoke volumes. So I'm glad you were able to just vocalize it. <laughs> um, speaking of miserable segue, um, when I was at home feeling miserable with a pandemic, um. I got to playing a little game called Octodad, Deadliest Catch. Yeah, and you got to this one now. And the reasoning is because uh, my my lovely girlfriend is um, a a person of few video game, not not entirely few, but very random likes. Um, mm -hmm. ranging from your Sims to your Skyrim to currently she's back in World of Warcraft again. Um, but <clears throat> when I first met her, marry her. She likes World of Warcraft. Marry her. <laughs> she she's the one who got me into ESO. Um, oh, wow. and oh god, what else? She's been playing Project Zomboid a shit ton. Um, but yeah, so. She, when we first met, we bonded over liking Portal. And she also had introduced me to liking Octodad. And I knew that I had Octodad from, I don't know why I mentioned Portal. I know that they're not related, but I just, I, I guess I mentioned it because it's all part I, of the story. I also want to go back to Portal and I wanted to go to Octodad. Because I knew that I had had this from like day one PS plus in the PS4 era and I have never touched it. And so recently um, we were playing, I got her game pass for PC and we were playing some surgeon simulator and she was like, Oh, this reminds me of Octodad. So while we were stuck in my house, which we're not technique, we're not, we're not usually here and around my PlayStation. I was like, fuck it. We're here. Want to play Octodad. And so I experienced it through the lens of two player co-op. Ooh, good way to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no clue that you could uh, pardon me a sec. Oh, just a mm -hmm. uh, quick, quick thing about Project Zomboid. Just get connecting into three different games, like totally different games. <laughs> uh, one of the writers of Project Zomboid. Uh, Will Porter mm -hmm. worked on, uh, actually wrote wrote Alien Isolation. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, that's a glow uh, up. Was a writer on No Man's Sky. Wow! And was a senior writer on Mafia Definitive Edition. Wow! Oh, yeah. Hot damn! 
good for him. If there was one thing that was good in Mafia Definitive Edition, it was the story. <laughs> Everything else, take it or leave it. But <laughs> which is which is weird because the driving. Yeah, that driving is so whatever. It's a remastered story that was written years before it. <laughs> so how do yeah. you punch it up you know make it seem more modern update the dialogue take out the slurs you know the usual okay <laughs> i don't know about that last one i just made that up <laughs> uh I, I doubt they were going too crazy in 2001 <laughs> um yeah to to uh 2k uh like the the uh, developers of i want to say 2k check yeah 2k check they are the folks behind mafia yeah because they they did Mafia 2 and then helped with, or I think either they worked with Hangar 13 on cutscenes for Mafia 3. Yeah, they, they consulted with them. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Czech team. I'm sure especially outside of America, yeah, they wouldn't know to, to go that far with the authenticity of the time period. But in any case, they saved all that spicy stuff for Mafia 3. And then you could shoot all the people who talk like that. <laughs> in any case... Uh, as you were saying, so Octodad, two, playing a two-player co-op, how is it hitting for the first time? Um, It's wild. It was it was a lot of fun. So you can choose kind of what your controls are going to be. So there's, um, you could either be like, oh, you do the, his left half, I'll do his right half. You can say, oh, I'll do his legs and one arm and you'll just be one arm, which is very weird. Um, (laughs) and then there's a roulette mode, which we just couldn't get to work. But supposedly what happens is it, it changes up the arm, the the controls entirely. Every time you complete an objective. Oh God, (laughs) which sounds crazy, but it wasn't working properly. So we just kind of did half and half and um, it was great. We played the whole game. It's like five, six hours um, over the course of a couple days. And we, we played it all with, with that control scheme and it is a lot of fun. I, you know that I sing the praises of couch co-op always. I think that it's a great type of game for, that that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. it's like i knew that it was gonna be it's it's always hard to translate a game that's supposed to be a a wacky simulator like that to a controller because with a keyboard it's like oh you've got all these keys and oh it's you're really all over the place but when it's a keyboard i mean when it's a controller it's it's kind of condensed into it just makes it easier but what was yeah but what was a nice variable was i don't know what she's doing so like it's you're you're like two different people trying to um like like even the i would say the most fun was um there's the story and then there are these shorts so there's like octodad goes to a restaurant and Octodad works in a hospital and the, the hospital one was just ridiculous because I'm trying to go left. She's trying to go right. And we're trying to like go into all these hospital rooms and help each patient. 
And then it's like, oh, now we have to take the patient. He went into cardiac arrest, put him in the wheelchair. We got to push him to the operating room. We got to put him on the table. We got to call in the doctor. We got to get the doctor the scalpel and all these things. And it's like, now you're playing surgeon simulator as an octopus and (laughs) you can only control half your body. And it was just a mess. It's, it's great fun. Um, I would love to see a new game in that series. I know that bug stacks is going well for that company, but I would like to, um, I would just love a new Octodad. I think the world needs more Octodad. I, I didn't know that it's, so it's called Dadliest Catch, but it's based off of a Flash game that was initially really? the original Octodad. And, um, yeah, either a Flash game or like a game jam type of thing, which I recently learned is similar to that game called There Is No Game. Um, that was also like a game jam, and then they turned it into a full game. So Octodad is similar to that. And I, I just literally think... just talking about that game on the last episode. So great synergy. <laughs> what? There is no game. Yeah, th- there is no game wrong to mention on mobile. I have been playing that. So, yeah, very good synergy. I actually played. So I wanted I got wrong to mention in a fanatical bundle and I was like, well, I have to play the original first. So I went and found the original. It's still on the app store. It's like 15 minutes. And then there's and then there's wrong dimension, which I'm going to get to uh, hopefully soon. But uh, yeah, the, it's Octodad's great. If you haven't played it, you're missing out. I felt like I was missing out. I also missed out on Twilight, which I know that you <laughs> you really flamed me out about on the last episode. <laughs> but I have to say your comeback was um Hey, as somebody who's a fan of High School Musical, and it's like, bitch, I too am a fan of High School Musical. <laughs> you think you can one up me with your girly interests? <laughs> it wasn't. Here's the thing: it wasn't even much of a of a of a one up. It was more of a. I also understand having interests that are not traditionally masculine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's why I will one up you on. Are you a big fan of the movie Sleepover, starring Alexa Vega and Steve Carell? Oh my God. Next, go. next. Tell us about just cause. <laughs> okay. I'll go inside to just cause, but <laughs> I, I will just to give you an opportunity. Uh, well, two things I want to say, I looked it up. The original Octodad, the fan project that spawned the full size PlayStation game. Uh, it is on itch.io. You can just like download it for free on itch. And Ooh, damn. It, it, it looks as janky as I remember it. Cause I remember trying to get this thing running on my old laptop. Uh, so, you know, results may vary, but it's from 2017. You can go ahead and try it out and it looks fucky, but, uh, yeah. Was there anything else you want to say about Octodad in general before we, uh, I slide on to my Just Cause talk? Uh, no, you can go right ahead. All right. And with that, we'll go ahead and get on to Just Cause 3, which is the next game that I have been playing. So here's what's up with Just Cause 3. Um, I've been playing it now. I've already picked up Just Cause 3 a little bit on PlayStation. And this was back when I was on PS4 before the PS5 came out. The frame rate was so unstable that I was like, nah, I can't do this. I'm hopping off. Goodbye. Now I'm starting Just Cause 3 again on PC. 
Uh, and for whatever reason, I was just thinking about it. I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of in the mood for it. Now, this is not inspired by... Now, me playing Just Cause right now was not inspired by the recent news This uh, of Square Enix selling all of their Western IPs to Embracer Group, which I don't want to talk about much at all on this podcast because A, it's long enough, and B, I think that's going to be next week's topic <laughs> because I want to talk about that so much. But... Um, I just, you know, got in the mood to want to go in a big place and blow up a bunch of shit. So I said, just cause probably the best place for it. So I booted it up. Now, Al, earlier you, you said something about like, oh, you think, you know, why I only played this for an hour. Why do you think I've only been playing this for a little bit? Like what, what's your hypothesis on that? Cause you're right. I've only been playing this for maybe 90 minutes at most, but, uh, why do you think that is? Okay. So. I noticed that just based off my own interest in the series, after two, it started going on a decline hmm. where like there's only so much, there's only so much you can do in that game. And so it's a repeat of do, of the same thing. Hmm. Yeah, that and is fair. And as, as I mentioned, it, um, on a prior episode, I would, all I would do in that game and the, like in the second game, is get on the get on a plane, fly above the island from Lost, and plummet to the island. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the thing to do. I mean, you're you're not wrong. The, these games are very point blank, straightforward. Uh, I mean, I like three because that's where they introduced the wingsuit. Um, but I do think that Just Cause three. The main issue with it is that it had all these stability problems on console. The the yeah. frame rate was just not great. Um, but playing it on PC now, years later, when my hardware is up to that task, more or less, uh, I'm not really having too many of those types of issues. Uh, I'm ha it's just fun, fun enough and everything. Blowing stuff up is fun. The gameplay itself is fun. I think what the problem is, because I actually played a, a quite maybe like an hour or two more that I currently have in Just Cause 3. I played of Just Cause 4. And Just Cause 4 is really the one with issue because... It is then the fourth game in the franchise that is still just blow stuff up, use your tethers to swing things around, wingsuit around, parachute around, and there still isn't anything too much interesting on top of that. So Just Cause 4, I feel like, has that has a way bigger stagnation problem because Just Cause 4 just feels like a slightly reworked remake of Just Cause 3. And it came out so close to each other that it's like, well, why is there even a four? I remember when they announced Just Cause 4, I'm like, again? Already? It's kind of like Just Cause, or not Just Cause, it's kind of like Far Cry 6, where Far Cry 5 had just come out, and then we had just gotten the, the post-apocalyptic one in New Dawn, and then they said, here's 6, and I know I wasn't alone when I was sitting there like, already? <laughs> like, I, none of us was starving for this. So, yeah, Just Cause 3, the main reason I've only put in a little bit of time into it is because it is just the same thing. And I have, because I have played it already, I was going through the motions of like, oh, yeah, I did this mission, but it's the tutorial stuff. So I still kind of have to do it in order to unlock this ability. Um, so I, I do want to go back to it because I was enjoying, you know, flying around, just being being in a nice pleasant looking scenic location and gliding and flying around is always fun i love the physics of just cause i love blowing stuff up but in that opening area 
it's a lot of here's this giant military base, but only like 10% of this land has stuff that you can blow up. <laughs> so it's a lot of like, all right, I got to like zip around here to find the stuff that I can actually shoot at and get points for. Um, and can it's I also, oh yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you a game that you should be playing? Because it's, even though it's almost 20 years old, it's still perfect. Try me. <laughs> Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. You know what? I don't think I have the first title available to me anywhere, but I have that second it's, title on PC and PS3. Mercenaries 1 is available on as backwards compatible on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, because like this is before um, EA like EA got a hold of the hold of, hold of the um, Pandemic Studios. Yeah, when it was still like when the game was still like a LucasArts thing. Yeah, when the name wasn't problematic. <laughs> yeah, and also it's got it's got like a it has two great uh, composers uh michael giacchino who is or giacchino however you pronounce the name who has Mm -hmm. been working on or has been doing the spider-man films like mcu spider-man um soundtracks oh wow okay and chris dalton who is also like both of them are frequent they're they're both frequent collaborators especially with jj jj abrams Hmm. do a lookers some of the goats yeah and example like you know how, you know when you go on google there's like a percentage of people like this video game mm-hmm. it's sitting at 97 percent of people like this video game god damn okay and perhaps they should go back to it yeah like just huh. like a thing like um 2000 and 2004 like 2005 right after the 04 world series when the yankees right we're, we're after the disastrous 04 yankee season when the yankees got they just choked big time. I would just sit in my den, play that game, listen to sports radio. It's perfection. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I respect that. Yeah, I'm looking at it. The The original game is backwards compatible, but I, I just looked at my shelf. I, do, I, I actually do not own Mercenaries 2 on PS3 anymore. I think I sold it once I bought it on PC. So perhaps that's one that I need to reacquire or maybe just see if I can get the PC one running because I remember having issues last time, but maybe that is the game I need to go back and play because I just want to like blow stuff up and not really think about anything. That, so that is the ultimate game where you can just blow shit up and just have a good, have a good time while feeling no, while feeling no sympathy because you are literally a mercenary and that's your job. <laughs> well, it's not even that I don't want to feel sympathy it's that I don't want to like, think about it like yeah. honestly if i didn't if i didn't play if this game wasn't something i thought about all the time i would go back to this one but like red faction gorilla i feel like is the ultimate one for that where it's just like let me oh, drive yeah. around mars blow stuff up and watch oh. the meter go up oh man i'm just i'm just imagining like the mat like the masterpiece that would have happened if pandemic studios did mercenary story with the with the with the, with the, with the uh, red faction gorilla destruction oh. text our text Bro. technology that would be the perfect game yeah it would. oh and, my god and tear down is a game that exists you know what tear down is a game that exists that i could pick up but also i fear if i could even run that thing because yeah. just a bunch of physics simulations and my my computer can run some it can run modern games but it can't run them at 4k <laughs> which tear down even though it's not graphically intensive it's like all right how many simulations are you trying to run on my hardware buddy with yeah, all like these how, physics and whatnot. Yeah, how many how many explosions are gonna try to 
set off at the same time and tear down. <laughs> exactly. So we'll we'll see about that. But in any case, so yeah, that's what I've been doing in in, in I was about to say Saints Row Three. Good God, uh, just cause three. Uh, I'm I'm having a decent time, but you know, jury's out on if I'll stick with this one at all. Uh, I think I'm just gonna probably jump around a little bit here. Plus, for this uh, Kendrick Lamar thing, where I'm do- reviewing all of the albums. I kind of want to do it in the spirit of uh, of my damn review. When damn came out, I reviewed it over drawn to death gameplay <laughs> because I'm a weirdo. So I think for, for all these videos, I want to get some obscure game that does not match the gameplay at all. So I'm doing that for all of these. So I'm already going to be dip tiptoeing into a bunch of different games. So um, I'll let you know how that goes later on. <laughs> so yeah, that's enough of just cause out of me. And then we'll go on to Graydon, or or no, we'll go on to Al, because this game, you've been chomping at the bit to discuss here. Uh, and I'm very excited that you're excited about this game, because I love this title. But uh, go ahead and tell us about this one. Well, actually, first I have to shout out a certain a kind, of, kind of funny best friend. Yes, I, I didn't know when you wanted to put that in here, but yes, give him a shout out. So I recently discovered, like, um, I know Graydon is a fan of the this YouTuber, or this uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm at uh, Defunctland. I love them. Yes. So um, I I I was watching. I I'd seen the I'd seen the last part of the retrospective miniseries they did that they did on Jim Henson mm. about the the Jim Henson Hour, and I watched an episode of of uh, the Storyteller, which is a show one of the shows within the Jim Henson Hour, mm. and it's. East, it's like European, uh, lesser known European folktales. Hmm, okay. And like I, I in the chat in the Facebook chat, I I just went gaga over the, the like the particular story uh, called the Soldier and Death. And gaga I, seems interesting choice of words, but I'll take it. <laughs> I, I was just flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So I went to the kind of funny uh, group on Facebook, and it just was gut. Like I was, I I'd, I checked the wiki of uh, the storyteller. And I saw that uh, Neil Gaiman is planning to do a version, like a because there was a there was a spinoff, like a four part BBC uh, spinoff, partnered with the Jim Henson Company called like uh, Storyteller Greek Myths. Huh. And I was like, I just I just discovered the Storyteller through, even though I through the Jim Henson Hour, even I even though I knew it existed for. A few years mm-hmm. and a kind of funny best friend by the name of michael decker yeah shout out uh recommended a, a like a, a something similar or so, something similar to that called um uh, mythology which is mm. a like a bit of like a radio drama but that uh podcast that podcast put out or puts out on spotify oh wow and i started listening to it different ones like they like well one park podcast has a damn monopoly on uh like in, in the best way of <laughs> of like different um different shows on on spotify like spotify originals yeah they're taking over the game for worse or worse <laughs> and i just there's like they have different like multiple two-parters they have solstice specials um this particular, I'm just gonna give it like they have the Journey to the West, um, stories, hmm. and there was a particular one that I was 
I seem to be captivated by. Okay. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, it was the Land of the Dead. Ah. Um, ironically, October 2020. Another hopeful title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's like small. It's small cast, like maybe one or two, one or three people. And I was just, I was just listening to it. Like, I wasn't sleeping because I was just. I was running into complications with medication. Yeah. So I was, I was, I'd just be playing a certain, uh, playing a certain, like just playing Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield, with the with mythologies from mythological stuff playing. Mm-hmm. And once I finally got back into a regular sleep routine, I just I, I thought I really want to go back into Horizon. Hey, there we go. And I went from where I was on the PC. I was I. On the PC, I was maybe I wasn't I wasn't that far in. I was like I had only put in seven hours. Oh, okay, yeah. You barely passed approving at that point. No, no, I I had passed. Um, I was playing on easy. Ah. Because my refre- like as, as I mentioned on previous episodes, my senses and reflexes have severely dulled. Yeah. But Life I was. That. I, I when I when I with with certain games when I just get into it, I'm just in it and I'm just obsessed. Like just, I'm not even looking at the clock, seeing how much time has passed. Hell of a feeling. I went from level fourteen or fifteen to where I last where I last played what level thirty four thirty five. Jeez, wow. <laughs> and I I I went from the experience like the area uh, um dry I think it's. Dry Tower, mm-hmm. like heading into Meridian, like leaving that area, and uh-huh. I I stumbled upon the um well I stumbled upon isn't isn't really the best way to describe it because it's a it's a clear qu- sub sub quest line, uh stuff with uh Avad and Erend. Oh, yeah, okay, I know you. King. Yep, yep, I know the the, the thing you're talking that, about that plot line. I'm like, wow, I. This is some top, 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 top tier storytelling. Yeah. And to think that's just one of the plot lines. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, this is one of the few games where I want to both proceed with the main story and then all, like, alternate between the main story, uh, side quests, errands, which that was an interesting way, interesting thing to do in terms mm-hmm. of, like, way, ways to approach different missions mission style oh like how they assort the collectibles and everything into like Aaron, so it's not like a so it or, feels like more of a quest yeah like they have uh like missions like main quest side quest errands did you finish those errands <laughs> i realized I, I checked to see how many missions there were like main quests mm-hmm. discover there were only like between 20 and 30 oh yeah there aren't that many in that first game at least i wasn't expecting that i was expecting that I mean, considering it came out in what 2016, 2017? Mm-hmm. You're expecting to be giant like all those other games? Yeah. Like your Assassin's Creeds and whatnot. Yeah, and um the I know that the story like the writer for uh Horizon, like the main writer for Oh no. Gray Graydon? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> all right. I'll sleep. Yeah. I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I can't even say anything because I was literally right before I heard that. I was thinking about one time I fell asleep on a different French show. 
I'm tired as shit, yo. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's almost midnight anyway, so like I cannot be mad at you. Here, here's what we'll time. do. The second time this happened to me. <laughs> hey, it's it's not my first time either. I I can't count how many at this point, but it's fine. Uh, so here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do because I don't want to keep you up too long because I know you literally just got here after working and everything. Yeah. So let me do this. Uh, let me do this. Can we can just get you to talk about the next game on your list and then uh, I'll let you continue on Al. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get that done. So yeah. Like cut me in and then let me dip. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to let you talk about your next game. And then after that, you're good to go. And then we'll roll out the rest of the show. Sorry about that. No, I'm sorry about it. Like if you can cut out whatever embarrassing thing I did, that would be wonderful because I like I legit was playing MLB, so that's like that's not a very good look for how I feel <laughs> about the game. I guess you you um, you are totally fine because people we do. I literally have Cookie Clicker open some halfway through this show, so like it's fine. <laughs> um, I don't even have my my list up, but I believe I was talking about the pedestrian. Yep, yeah. that is correct. The pedestrian. Okay. Um, yeah, I was between two games i didn't totally know what i wanted to talk about um i've been playing a lot i I looked at my exo phase that's what it's called right yep okay exo phase one to go it's great um i heard about it from you and hey i i was looking at it trying to be like what was i playing recently and then i remembered while we were recording that it was uh, metroid dread that i had been playing and actually really liking a lot so I guess shout out to that game, but that's not what I'm going to be talking about (laughs) because I really want to mention, um, the pedestrian. Um, it's a game that I played within the past two months, but I've really, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you don't know about it at all, it's a puzzle platformer where you play as a stick figure and yep you oh i don't really know exactly what to compare the gameplay hook to it's like you're moving so it's kind of like um it reminds me of echo chrome but i don't um, that, that, that game is so good remember that game yeah echo chrome rules that was what almost that had to have been that had to be what launched ps3 uh yeah it, it it was a launch title for ps3 then they had a sequel that came out a couple years later on psp as well yeah it's it's very similar to that in that the movement is based on the environment so you take um you take the environment that is like drawings and you move them around and you try to link them based on doorways or ladders and try to help your stick figure guy get through like you're establishing connections between panels to make your character move through the environment better. And it's all set to a backdrop of like a city and you're, uh, traversing through street signs and sewers and um pardon me um like trains and just the imagery is really cool the puzzles are very smart 
Some of them involve like, um, the, so if you break a connection because you messed up a certain way, um, if you break the connection, everything gets reset, but there's a, uh, God, my mind is gone. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's a little thing later on where it's like, Hey, if you put gas, if you like release gas into this panel, it won't reset that panel and you can kind of save it. And then you can go through two doors with that one doorway. You can make it connect to two different doors or, um, some of them have like a, like a, um, outlet type of thing on them and you have to connect them to act to a light source to active or to a power source to even activate the frame. And it's like <laughs> the, there it's very, it's very smart and it gets very difficult, which is usually very scary to me and makes me not want to keep playing. But Good old Josh Miller, the patron saint of the podcast, um, said once in talking about inscription that you should not be ashamed to look up things if it's in the essence of enjoying the game more. Hell yeah. And so I took to some YouTube videos and uh, ended up getting my way through the rest of the game. And, uh, it ends in a very interesting way. It has this, uh, pardon me. I have to cough. Fine. God, I feel like Tay Zonday. Um, <laughs> Step away from the mic to breathe. <laughs> I, it, does it end like, does it have the same exact ending as Dr. Strangelove? I honestly don't, don't spoil it for me. I've wanted to watch that movie for so long. Yeah. I also need to watch that movie, <laughs> but, but I'll just say Yes. <laughs> and then, and then wow. we'll come back to this. I have no clue, but um, it's uh, it's it's cool, and it reminds me uh, to kind of bring it back. It reminds me of Portal in a, a bit, and um, yeah, it's just it was very short. If you're very very good at puzzle games, it will only take you about two hours, but that is not how I did it. I did probably an hour a night for a whole week. Um, and it gets complex because later levels are like, Oh, well you have like this hub and you have to collect, um, like a a spool and some electrical piece and two keys and they will get you into the outer levels. So like you're in the hub, you go off screen to the right and you're in a puzzle world and then you get a key to come back, open a door and unlock the top right puzzle world. And so it just, you're opening more levels for yourself over time. And um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's the hub levels are cool because it's like, Oh, if you want to put more time into it today, uh, you can, um, you can just do that whole hub world and then go to the next one. Like it's, it breaks itself up very well for short bursts, which I like a lot. Mm. And I don't, so this was on game pass. It is still on game pass. It launched on game pass, I believe. Yeah. I played and a little bit on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, I hundred percented it. So 
that's that's something I can't say that about many games, but uh, the achievements are rather easy. And and yeah, that's a pedestrian. If you like, I'm I'm always a sucker for a good puzzle game, trying to enjoy like like just figure out what they're what makes them unique. And I think that the pedestrian from its art style to its gameplay, it's very, very unique and um, yeah, a lot of fun. So go and check that game out. Yeah. It sounds anything but pedestrian. (laughs) Wow. You were sitting on that the entire time. (laughs) Only the last like two or three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Those who play the game are some, something of a witness. God damn it. Oh my God. (laughs) that works that works i'll give you that one but yeah that one that one didn't go down as smooth i'll say (laughs) but maybe i'm biased anywho uh thank you Graydon, for letting us know about the pedestrian and also letting us know about both optodad and your time at pax uh this year uh so thanks for coming through Uh, i am giving you permission to dip on out of here but if you want to say something real quick of course i'll let everybody know your twitter will be in the description of this episode and if they want to hold you for that rock band unplugged promise that you made they can. Oh, <laughs> I already tweeted that out. I saw. I wasn't going to say anything, but I saw that, and I'm like, homeboy is bold. <laughs> I see it as well. And it reminds me, I didn't even notice this, that this is episode 96. So thank you for having me in honor of Road 96, <laughs> indie game of the year. Oh, goddamn. I totally, that was not on purpose, but that was a happy little accident. So I'll give you that. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, um yeah no i guess my my closing statement is as always thank you for having me um i as you can tell this is going on two weeks since i had covid and it's still affecting me and this is even with a vaccine so get vaccinated please for the love get, of get god boosted. Mm-hmm. get boosted i was not boosted but that didn't stop my boosted family members from getting it as well. So um, it's it's just so unpredictable. I dealt with people like my my mom, who is not vaccinated, got it. My girlfriend, who is vaccinated, did not get it after spending the week with her. So nothing nothing makes sense. But the very least you can do is protect those around you. Wear a mask. And I know you're talking about it later at the end, but I'll throw it in there too. donate to your Planned Parenthoods and whatnot. Oh, hell yeah. That's in the fucking housekeeping, man. (laughs) We will talk (laughs) about that in a minute. But yeah, thank you for that shout out. Please do. All right. Well, I will uh, I will head off and uh, thank you all for having me. Oh, yeah. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. You have a glorious night. I will have a glorious sleep. (laughs) I'm happy for you. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. (laughs) Bye. God bless him. Uh, and so, Al, uh, as you were with the rest of your uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, discussion. Oh, uh, where was I? Uh, I think you were just talking about how uh, you, you were getting deeper into the story and how you're really liking the twists and turns. Yeah, so I heard a certain character. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was a character in Meridian. No, no, it was a character that shows up or. Will you say yeah. someone who shows up in the after credits? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not that far yet. Okay. Oh yeah, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned, I mentioned this to Emmett before we started recording, but I just like I'm. 
I just finished in terms of main missions, like main main quests, um, into or I think it was something's end. I was looking Make, it up Maker's earlier. End. Maker's End. That's it. But I was doing the mission. I think into the Borderlands, or the mission where you go and find find uh, Olin. Okay, yeah, I I know that mission. And I heard a certain voice of a certain actor, or a certain actor actor who's been in various high high thing high uh co- like high profile things such as yeah. fringe or the wire a certain young man with a deep booming voice and i almost yelped out of joy because <laughs> i didn't i didn't know this character i didn't i had no idea this character this person was in the game really I... yeah i i didn't know i if i i didn't know the person like this character was or this actor was in the game or even associated with the game hmm. like like when when I say I, when, when I'm, when I'm not really interested in the game, I will just like things will just won't even phase me. They'll just they'll just roll off the back. You won't even think about it in one ear out the other. Hmm. And wow, like the only the only big name I knew that was in it, voice like voice wise, was Ashley Birch, because she's the main character. You can't avoid her really. Damn, and, I really, uh, I really thought because I feel like he was either in the trailer for the sequel or something like that. But nah, I, didn't, I, I, did, I, I, I haven't seen. I've, I've seen the trailer. I've seen trailers for the sequel, and that was, and that, that was the main reason I wanted to play the game was so I can get around to playing the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the, the mission that I just like, makers, the makers end mission. I realized I have. The general thing I'd heard about the game, about the Horizon series, or mm-hmm. the two the two Horizon games, in terms of story, was Terminator, which I just, ah, I'm, yeah. I'm just now getting to that part. Where and should should I worry about spoilers or because they're uh, gonna... you can if you can talk around it so it's not straightforward. But when you talk about Terminator, I think I think I know what you're talking about, like time gap stuff. Yeah, like stuff going like um, I forgot. I don't remember exactly which like what year the game takes place, but hmm. going, stuff that happens in the twentieth or the twenty first, the like mid to late twenty first century. Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Involving, yeah, you're really close to the end. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect. Like I said, I, I didn't expect any of this. I expected myself to to like I, I enjoy the game. But lately, like aside from certain games that I had preconceived notion, like preconceived interest in, like uh, Spider-Man, uh, Rat- or mainly, <laughs> ironically, it's Insomniac games. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Well, you think you know what you're in for, and then it kind of just like gives you even more <laughs> than you expected. It's well, a good feeling. That and just games that I just had pre- previously had an interest in, and like uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales and um ratchet mm-hmm. but games that are either new or ha- or soft reboots of certain games like horizon uh god of war 2018 mm-hmm. i just yeah. couldn't get into yeah it's a different uh i mean well what do you think is the difference here like what what makes you vibe with this one a little bit more uh well it's actually it... it's something mm-hmm. um that i it's a tick there's a tiktok that i saw ashley birch um Sure, and it blew, blew it. 
it I kind of like it was a it was her sharing a like a sti- uh, stitching is that what 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 is with TikTok where you like ah uh, yeah when you put yourself up against another video yeah stitching yeah. she um she she did, she did one of those with a like with like an ADHD test involved like and the person and the guy was saying like like just listing off things like involving like like uh connecting video games video game playing and ADHD like um like you're playing you're not playing your when was the last game time you finished a game when was the last time you played the same game more than once or more than once one or two times in a week uh yeah okay yeah I know like, the types of videos you're talking about yeah I saw that and I thought I need to start getting consistent with my games and like <laughs> put, start putting more time into them yeah because I definitely every, feel that every game that I, most I've I found that most of the games I've been playing lately have been either games that I've just been playing repeatedly like I beat them on one platform or another and I'm going back to play them again like uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, like with Pokemon mm-hmm. Shield, I'm hitting, I'm close to, either close to or passing 75 hours. And Pokemon Pokemon Sword, I'm nearing 20 hours. <laughs> oh boy! And I, 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 and I, I know that there's a connection, like a mental, like emotional or mental connection between staying in your comfort zone. With things you already know and know the outcome of, versus the risk of trying something new and having of like having something new, have doing something new, the unknown, all that. And I thought, like I said, I gotta get get consistent. I gotta start trying new thing, doing new things with with my games. And I one thing, just another thing, last thing before we head to housekeeping. Um, I really, really, really like the way certain quests can trigger like um the prison the prison break uh quest uh i think sun rock or sunstone where you you show up and there's there's an attack by um they're under attack by machines and i thought i remember last time when this has happened in a game where like you discover a new area and a quest line will or a side quest will manifest itself from that encounter and just it's just a great horizons are dawn is just a really great game hold up hold up yeah <laughs> uh wait can you hear me yeah oh wow uh it must be through a different mic because i'm using a different mic right now all right sorry i was freaking out because my i i was talking and i noticed i wasn't lighting up in discord this is a hell of an episode <laughs> yeah got got a mic dying we got folks falling asleep yeah yeah man okay i'm plugging tell me yeah it works all right perfect um apologies on that god i'm gonna have to edit this a lot um in any case yeah horizon zero dawn it's a great game i can't wait until you get to the full end and just like see the after credits that i was referring to and also just you know see the whole how this whole game ends um you've already passed the sci-fi twist so as far as like crazy world blowing things you've seen the bulk of that but it is still cool to see how that how that current day plot wraps up so yeah you know, like after that um i just i also as can as you can probably tell because of where i'm at in the story mm-hmm. i discovered um the eclipse yes and hades <laughs> yep 
two big players. And I realized that, or why, and, and I, I at first I was really, I was like, I was thinking, I was surprised. It felt like, it felt like the Sun Kingdom stuff with Avar, or Avad. Sorry, I was thinking Dragon Age with Avar. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the Avad stuff, I realized when I realized who Hades is, I thought that's why they included that stuff in. Mm-hmm. As, as well as plot stuff and the line I, I still don't know anything yet about how the connection between Sobek and Aloy yeah oh you're still not entirely sure like what that connection is I have no idea what the connection is Ooh, okay that will get explained that will get explained you so you're not well, as it, far it, as I thought but yeah you're very close to it all I know is that I because I thought I, I, I remember the um the line there's a line that was spoken that was said by a different character saying the entity lives yes mm-hmm. but i have no i have no thoughts like i have some thoughts like the entity lives child of the mountain or womb of the mountain something like that yes yes i have an idea i have an idea but it's <laughs> not as precise as i think as i think it is right now yeah so. it, it will definitely clear up some of those details so i'm excited for you to get through the rest of that and see what entails in that storyline. Cause it's a pretty good, very interesting storyline. So you, you oh. got some good stuff coming. And I, it was during the, um, the, the side quest with, um, when, when you're sent to help with the, um, the three holy sites for the, for Meridian. Yes. Okay. I do remember that part too. I realized before, before um, I got to that area, I was always confused by the bit with by the name name title like the name for Forbidden West. Mm. Until I until the um, one of the priests mentioned said something 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 or I'll be or you might as well you're better off being exiled to, to the Forbidden West. And I thought, oh yeah, world building, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. You, this is like a rare experience that you don't get with games or with a lot of games these days. And I realized that it, t- it took me a while to realize it, but the head writer for, um, or the, yeah, the head writer for this game and Fallen New Vegas is, uh, John Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, this actually, this, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you can feel that like very dense respect for like a bunch of deep intricate lore that kind of ties in on each other, but in a in a more grounded way where it never feels like like that's a big thing I like about Horizon in general is just where there's so much lore and it's so dense, but it never feels like some fantasy Lord of the Rings like God. Oh, these are the orcs, these are the trolls, and this is how the time has always existed because it's like it's. I I don't want to spoil the twist, so I'm going to talk around it. But because it is so grounded, it feels like, okay, I can connect. Like, not only it's not just lore, it feels more like actual history because it is so grounded in a very specific way. So, yeah, I love that. I love that so much about the game. You can definitely feel that from the writing. And I'm I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to be platinuming this game. Like, I don't think I'm going to be, is there, there are certain things that I'm not interested in, like the hunting stuff. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I just, but like the, uh, the, um, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the name. 
the uh like the not the hunting grounds or the collectibles or the what else i'm trying to think what other side um, there there are it's the place you go where you have to like discover it early in the game oh yes 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 to override machines yeah yeah like i i'm having more fun doing that and that with no intention of overriding machines Mm -hmm. i mean honestly that's what i did (laughs) yeah and I just like the most recent mission I did was or quest I did was, um, what was it? it it's in Meridian, or mm-hmm. you're you're sent from, you're sent from Meridian to a, a um a village or a like encampment where there are docile machines. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that one. I was thinking, oh, this is this is gonna end. What well. this is not gonna end well. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out the way you would think. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. I, yeah, there's just. I said I do have a question though. Yes. Are any like is? I may have asked this when I was putting more time into the PC version. Like when I was starting to progress slowly. Mm-hmm. I know that there are characters like Erend and um, Varl who show up in Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Because I just seen them. I've seen them based on marketing stuff that is true are there any other characters like any like i don't like don't outright tell me just say like i just want to know if there are any returning characters or even just cameos from characters in the in forbidden west do you want just a yes or no or do you want i could just tell you one bit of information that doesn't spoil anything but will tell you more or less yes or no sure all right i'm just gonna tell you that bit of information um the first like hour or two of this game takes place in the same setting as the first game oh so it's like it's 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 not like they have the entire open world from the first game that you can just explore for the first hour it's not that at all but the first hour or two is very linear and you're in similar environments you're around similar people you will see some of these folks not everyone not everyone at all but you will see some of these folks and even once you get into forbidden west some people are out there for reasons <laughs> that you'll find out. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all you need to know. You will see some of these faces again, some only at the beginning and a handful later on in the story. So yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool how they do it. But yeah, I can't wait until you see cuz here's the thing, a, a big reason and I'll say this and then we'll wrap up the conversation, get to housekeeping, but um a big reason why I like this game so much is because it does the thing that I wanted when I watch Star Wars The Last Jedi, it does the thing that that movie did that the rest of that series refused to do, uh, where every time a question gets asked, you give an answer that expands the possibility set rather than makes it smaller. And the first game did that so much throughout the game. The sequel somehow does it even more, where every time you... It's not even like, oh, it's a surprise. It's oh, you're introducing another question that I didn't even think to ask. And that is such an invigorating feeling. I can't wait until you get to that game so you can see what the fuck I was losing my mind about when I was talking about this game earlier. Um, it, it's very, very invigorating. And that first game alone, like I was, I was one of the people who said I would be okay if there was no sequel to Horizon because it feels like it wrapped itself up so perfectly. But the way that they up the stakes is very creative and makes me wonder why I, I I couldn't imagine the world without the sequel at this point. So it's very good. 
So anyway, that's all I got to say about Horizon. Uh, any last minute things you want to add about Horizon before we get to the housekeeping? Yeah, I I know I'm gonna have like my next my next episode. This game, I'll have this game beaten. I I, I feel I feel it on my bones. Hell yeah, I respect the hell out of that. So yeah, can't wait to have that conversation. That's gonna be a fun one. And considering what I hope the next topic is gonna be, unless some horrible or awesome news pops off in the next week, uh, that's gonna be a fun conversation next week. So uh, yeah, look forward to that, everybody. And speaking of everybody listening out there, we're going to end the show for you because it's been a long one. It's a late one as well for us recording. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and get up out of here with a pretty short housekeeping for this week. Um, so starting us off here, uh, it is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, and to celebrate, we are posting the wrap-up episode or wrap-up, the final episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Republic Heroes, uh, part 40, final it is up right now. It is up today. This has been a Let's Play series that Al has been putting out for the last, like, what, two, three months? It's been a while. They've been coming out regularly. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it, been maybe, actually, maybe maybe longer. I think this has been going <laughs> since 2021, like, obviously 2021. But, like... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, I remember seeing episodes in, like, December or something. So, um, as maybe I, earlier. I, I mentioned this on the uh, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Let me just find the specific tweet. So I just, please, uh, please. I, I just got a notification about NFTs on Twitter. Oh no! Deleted. Uh, so I just, I just, this is from the uh, like the, if this then that, uh, auto post. It's over, folks. But because I'm a part of this channel, it means there will be there will never be a time when there's no Star Wars on the set channel. So <laughs> maybe it could be as soon as three weeks from now. Maybe. Yeah. I have no I could totally look at the back end and tell you the exact time frame, but yeah, Star Wars is not ending on this channel. You will get a lot more of that, I'm sure. Um and there's also mm -hmm. the the uh Kotor footage that I did I did some recordings of. Oh. Okay. That was actually fresh. Damn it, I should have had screen from that while he was here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We'll we'll talk to him tomorrow because at this point he 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 needs to take a nappy poo <laughs> but in any case uh yeah you can go ahead and check out that last episode of the let's play series on the channel right now of star wars the clone wars republic heroes after that uh i think i mentioned this on the last episode but we'll go ahead and mention it again here uh ash versus gary oak vgu plays pokemon you can go ahead and look at that uh that i guess let's play video as well on the youtube channel so go ahead and give that a gander uh that's another owl joint so enjoy it uh I mm -hmm. really messed up. I didn't. I poorly um, marketed that video. Ah, marketing. We we make the content. We put it out there. We let people know, and then they come if they would like. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, what's the marketing budget we got on here? We're not a PR firm. <laughs> we just if we're not having fun, that's where it cuts off. So you got to just put it out there. And if you had fun making it, that's what really counts. Uh, and speaking of having fun. Uh, before I get to that last little blue link here, let me go ahead and mention this uh. other thing on here. Um, by the time, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. But um, let me mention this last thing here. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, people know, hopefully, if you've been a longtime listener or just know me at all, uh, Kendrick Lamar, my favorite rap artist, maybe one of my favorite artists in music in general. He's coming out with an album on Friday the 13th. Uh, or two that that is a rumor i don't know if it's a double album there's a rumor that that is the case it i refuse to believe it he was holding two two discs yes they, he updated his website with a picture of him holding two discs and a book that has the title of the album on it 
and people are like, two discs, double album. I refuse to believe this is a double album until I open up Spotify and I see the listing with disc one and disc two. It's because I, I do not want to get too hype. And then it turns out, oh, I, I don't want to be disappointed in any way. So I'm going to keep my expectations low so that anything is a is better than what I expect. <laughs> um, so yeah, long story short, Kendrick making a new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers coming out on the 13th. And to celebrate, I'm going to be doing uh, a bunch of reviews of all of his album leading up to not only that album release, but also my review of that album once it comes out. Uh, so right now the plan is, uh, and I should be able to stick to this plan because I've been making a lot of these videos in reserve so I can be ready. But uh, shit, today's Thursday already. So starting Saturday, Saturday at the top of the morning uh, at 12 uh, a.m. that morning, uh, Saturday will be the first video where I'll be going over Overly Dedicated. Then on Sunday, it will be Section 80. Monday, it'll be To Pimp a Butterfly. Tuesday, it will be, uh, I think. Oh, I just now oh, got, I just what? now understood what Andy cites is, um, what his his um twitter like thing oh, was for a, a long while ago oh the top of the morning thing no too simple butterfly oh to <laughs> yeah that <laughs> this makes sense now yeah to simple butterfly yeah literally my favorite album of all time that's just a pun off of that oh boy actually if you go to my twitter handle that's what my twitter header is it's just an edited cover like it's the cover art of to pimp a butterfly but i edited it to like have all my favorite video game characters as the people in the cover so like yeah that's what it is so uh so yeah long story short uh on my youtube channel way back in the day What's, uh what, what are, uh, okay okay you're just seeing all the people now huh <laughs> yes like seeing all these playstation characters yeah it's and very strange yeah, and Clementine. There's a. I think I have an Xbox character. Maybe I put uh, Cat from Gears in there. No, I did not put Cat in Gears from there. I do not have Bayo is in there. That's all that matters. Bayo Bayonetta is in there, bro. As soon as I played that game, I was like, she's getting added. <laughs> she's getting fucking added. Uh, but yeah. Long story short, who the hell? Oh, this is her hair. Okay, sorry. I saw behind John or uh, fucking Arthur Morgan. I was like, what's that string behind him? No, Bayonetta's hair is just that long. Um. Anywho, to get back on topic, apologies. Uh, way back in the day on my YouTube channel, I reviewed Damn back when that came out in 2017. And uh, in the spirit of that review, I decided, hey, I'm going to review all the other Kendrick albums that I have not reviewed on my channel. So in order, just to start from the top again, uh, Saturday at 12 a.m. that morning, I will be putting out the first video, which will be overly dedicated. Then we'll have Section 80 on Sunday, same time. Then Monday will be Good Kid, Matt City, same time. Tuesday will be To Pimp a Butterfly, same time. Wednesday will be Untitled Unmastered. Then Thursday will be the final video for the Black Panther album. And then after that, on that, on that Friday morning at 12 a.m. after that, we will hopefully be getting Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar's brand new album. Once I listen to that album and consume it as much as I want, I will be writing a full review of it on VGU.TV, so you can check that right here on the site. And perhaps I'll make a video thing about it. I am not guaranteeing that, because at that point, I will be tired of making videos, because <laughs> I will have made a whole week's worth. Um, but I will be writing a review within the coming weeks after the album comes out. So look out for that. Very excited for that. It's going to be a whole Kendrick week for me. So I'm going to be very excited. It, I'm just going to be, oh my God, I'm going to be insufferable on the internet. But 
look forward to that. And uh, that housekeeping's out. Now the last keep. Now the last note I want to put on here, and this is what I was referring to earlier when I talked about me playing Grim Valor because I was just tired a lot of the week, and then I was bummed out one day where I was like, I don't even want to play a video game today, or I don't even want to like sit up. I'm just gonna go to bed. This is the news I was referring to that just sent me down. Uh, if you haven't heard, over here in the U.S., where I know not all of our listeners are from the U.S., but the bulk of you are, so you know about this. Um, the United States Supreme Court has uh, a leaked court decision from there has come out saying that in all likelihood, the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade is coming within the next few weeks. Um, for those of you who don't know what Roe v. Wade is, that is the court decision that kind of set a precedent for abortion to be legal. Uh, and of course, you know, if you don't know what abortion is, hopefully you know at this point, but uh, it's basically women's rights and bodily autonomy has gotten one less uh, one less right in its favor. Uh, and it bums me the fuck out and it sucks. It has been, you know, bodily autonomy or at least this form of it has been a thing. It has been on the books. It has been legal for half of half of a I was going to say half a decade. It's been uh, the case for five decades at this point, half a century at this point. Uh, and so it's really upsetting to see that this has been overturned. I was very upset about it, and I really wanted to be very incendiary about it once it happened. I wanted to like post some really aggressive shit. But uh, I calmed myself down, and it's it's just we need to do what we can for this because this is something that is egregious. There are a lot of other court cases that kind of use Roe v. Wade as a precedent to their own court cases. So this could affect some other stuff with like, um, with some, some other, not just gender stuff, but also some racial discriminatory uh, statutes that have been put through the Supreme court. So this could affect a lot of stuff now that this is falling apart. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I could tell you the entire history of like how, you know, Republican senators have been fighting for this for decades and how this has always been the plan and how we could we had the opportunity to make Roe v. Wade the law of the land outside of the Supreme Court so we wouldn't even have to wait for this type of thing to happen. There's a lot of people who have dropped the ball in this process. But now that we're here, now that we're now that it's on the ropes, we really need to step up and do what we can to make this uh to make this not the case and to fight it at all costs. Because as we all know, you can outlaw abortion, but if it's something that people really need, they will find a way to get it. This doesn't outlaw abortion. This outlaws safe abortions. This is prohibition all over again, where you can make it illegal. That doesn't mean people are going to stop doing it. So uh, we want people to be safe when they're doing any procedure with their bodies. So uh, we need to fight this. So what you can see in the comments here, or in the description of this podcast, uh, is a link here. If you click through to that link, it's going to open up a little article on thecut.com, which will show you the states that are most at risk uh, of instantly banning abortion once this court decision goes through. Uh, those are going to be um, not just the southern states, but a lot of states. You know, we got Mississippi in there, Texas, West Virginia, Kentucky, Missouri, Arkansas, South Dakota, Louisiana, North Dakota. Wisconsin, Indiana, Idaho, Utah, Alabama, Georgia. Oh, God damn it, my state. Uh, Ohio, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Michigan, Arizona, Wyoming, Tennessee, South Carolina, Iowa, Florida, and Montana. 
uh, those are the states where folks are most at risk for instantly having abortions banned if this thing does go through. Uh, there are already laws on the books. They are just honestly waiting for the word to go through. So you want to go ahead and donate monies to those uh, states. And their, uh, you, you don't necessarily need to give money to uh, Planned Parenthood themselves. They are the biggest organization out. They have enough money. You want to try and give to local people uh and state specifically you know specifically at risk so yeah i have that link down there uh you can go ahead and check out those resources and yeah that's that's what i got for you y'all i, I just want to make sure we talk about that um it is honestly it's been two things have been on my mind most this week that goddamn square enix sale to uh embracer group and this news, I, I have not been able to think about anything else this entire week so far. So can, can I share a quote from a certain game that actually is really, when we think about it, really hits in a good please, way? Please try me. It's from a character named Jelly Bindo from a, a game called Knights of the Old Republic. Huh. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't, didn't want to bury lead. Uh, Makes quote, sense. Look. Everybody always figures the time they live in is the most epic, most important age to end all ages. But tyrants and heroes rise and fall, and historians start out the pieces. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, I mean, that's a prescient point. Uh, I mean, we all talked about it when this, when this thing came on. This is something that I thought of, but a lot of people tweeted it for me, so I wouldn't have to. I'm tired of living through so many historical events. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even 30, and I've lived through, what, like five, maybe six, maybe even more than that. Like, I'm good. Can can we just have a boring life for the rest of our lives? Uh, so, yeah, it's another fight. We we got to get up out there. And, um, yeah, it's going to be rough. But uh, I got to have some type of faith that it, it always gets worse before it gets better. And perhaps we're in that slot where it's getting worse. Uh, but I hope that when it does get better, we don't just go back to when things didn't suck right now. We We surpass the time before. That's what I hope. And I have to hope something, because goddamn it. <laughs> there has to be a light at the end of this tunnel. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got for y'all. Uh we have been recording for a very long time, so apologies for the longer episode, but uh hopefully you enjoyed this one. Uh these late recordings, man. <laughs> it's a different vibe, but it's all good. We'll probably be a little bit closer to normal on the next episode here. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Graydon, for hopping on earlier. Uh, may he rest in peace as he sleeps. Oh, no, I said that. Figuratively, and, not literally. Yeah, fig figuratively, not literally. And uh, and thank you for hopping on as well with me, Al. Oh, man, no problem. Excellent, excellent. And uh, I have been Emmett Watkins Jr. as well. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I will see y'all not only in the next episode, but come Monday when this posts, I will already have two of those Kendrick Lamar reviews out. So you can go ahead and check those on the channel. And now I'm leaving. I'm going to go to sleep now because now I'm starting to get a little weary. And I will talk to y'all later. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it true, and play on player. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>